Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Bastards podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and a special report on Brent Kavanaugh from our political correspondent, Brandon Andrews, coming to us live from outside the walls of the Supreme Court. Wait, do you mean Brent Kav- Brett Kavanaugh, or is it his brother Brent? Brent. Okay. His brother Brent. Yeah, okay. Hi, this is Bojangles Kavanaugh. <laughs> wonder, wonder if his... Uh, Never mind. My name is Michael Basinger. With me are Brad Polly. Hey. Matt Polly. Hey there. And Brandon Andrus. Hey, freshly off my three month suspension from last episode. <laughs> so, uh, thank you guys. Together we Glad are the Inglorious Bastards. It was a self imposed suspension, mind you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Word on the street is is that Matt's been under suspension for a while, too. Yeah. Self imposed. <laughs> was, that, was that the episode that you, were, you wouldn't even promote it on your page? <laughs> yes. I do, oh, not, awesome. do not put my name on this no. episode. <laughs> We're going to put it on, on this one, though. Uh, so well, maybe. Is that, is that the one where we almost... <laughs> Jury's still out. So, so while we're... Where we almost got into a fist fight. <laughs> while we're mi- talking about why Matt hasn't been on the podcast, I have a list. So um, Matt has not Wait, been on the podcast. so do I, actually. Matt has not been on the podcast because he's looking for the Ark of the Covenant. Oh, I had that one, too. Never mind. I'll take that one off. All right. Uh, he's on the lamb from Gambling Problems. His book, he's trying to get him. Yeah. Uh, rehab. That's another reason he's been on. That's, that's uh, probably pretty close to the truth. Uh, it's not far off. Yes, he, it's not far off. Picked up a part time job at Taco Bell for the discount. Well, he, it's also not far <laughs> off. Uh, uh, and I, this one, I wrote One this. week into that job. This is great, man. I get free food. Two weeks into that job. I mean, fuck this job. This fucking <laughs> sucks. I hate sour cream. I just come home feeling like sour cream all the time. God, fuck Taco Bell. It's <laughs> all <laughs> fucking goat meat anyway. <laughs> Uh, and, and this one I wrote down. I wrote this down weeks ago, weeks ago, and I wrote down alien abduction, and then in parentheses emphasis on anal probing. <laughs> That's, yeah. Uh, and then last but not least, and my favorite, uh, Matt has not been on the podcast because he's getting laser hair removal for the palms of his hands. <laughs> also, uh, man. I prematurely shot my wad. Yeah. Uh, I did have a couple too. Also, while <laughs> right, I was gone, uh, I was in Minnesota searching for unreleased Prince albums. No one cares. I was uh, learning Krav Maga from Israeli special forces. Hmm. I was in a record store in Chicago looking for original, not re-released, underlined Frank Zappa albums. <laughs> right. Uh, ass implants. Well, and then finally, I was starring in porn films under the name Cliff Torres. <laughs> Cliff Torres. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see why that's funny, Brad? <laughs> You see Cliff Torres. You see why it no, okay. works. Yeah. Announcements. Hey, do you get your That's name my first film, actually. Mm. Hey, wait a second. What do I have? I'm, I've got to break out the uh, holy water. Okay. Yeah, to cleanse this place from <laughs> <Yes>. last week. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> we need it, man. God damn. No it gin was, uh, this week. Yep. No, we're, no gin and no uh, no drunk Southerners I, either. I think, so I think we figured out that alcohol on this show, like liquor is not a great idea. Man, didn't touch her. Yep. Um, announcements uh, Steve Austin book winners you oh, got a drum roll yeah, I do. let's do the drum roll right. Victoria I don't know how to say Tuzinski Tuzinski Laurel Victoratron <laughs> Laurel Tuzinski um, good job Vicky yeah she got the first one so number two Vicky Laurel Tuzinski Laurel uh, Dave <laughs> David Sluss at Dave <laughs> there there David Davis Sluss Sluss. I take nothing back. The third winner, Jason at uh, Faster Than Gravy. Hey, so, hey, hey! Yeah. So uh, hit us, hit me up with Jones your. Stew, 
hit me up with your address, and I will uh, I will send those out to you. I'll pre-order them. They're not, the book's not out yet. But Brandon, we're gonna we're gonna give away three copies of your yes. book as well. What's up, what's up? So go to twitter.com/slash Pastors Podcast to find out how to win a copy of Brandon's yeah. book as well. This this beer is making me very warm. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that in uh, forty five seconds. Bro, All right, I turned the damn air down. They, no, it's the beer. It's definitely the beer. <laughs> What are you drinking? Hey, hey, I've been thinking that if we're gonna get through this, Asperger 5000 from uh, Evil Check Brewery. Hey, what are you drinking now? All right, what do we got? From, I stopped at uh, Evil Check Brewery today because I was a mile down the road from it. Uh, in Mishiwaka. In Mishiwaka. 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 It's Algonquin, Algonquin for the, the good land. land. <laughs> really, Pete? Um, it's Algonquin for a bunch of douchey uh, South Bend, uh, <laughs> basically. A bunch of South bunch Bend of, hipsters. A bunch of douchey Notre Dame fans. Yeah. Uh, it's a bunch of people who couldn't get hired at Burnham. Um, Burnham? Anyway, from Evil Check, this is one of our favorite breweries in Indiana. They make good. really good stuff. Yeah. It's a Fatal Flaw. It is a black lager fermented with habanero and Thai chilies. Yeah, it's making my head very hot. Yeah, it's yeah, really it freaking really good, is. though. I, I, it's better than most uh, pepper beers that I've had. Yeah, it's it's so. you just didn't like it enough to. It has drink a just I didn't just enough. It has just enough heat to it to know. Yeah. But it definitely it, you know it's there. It but starts it's not to, like it builds as yeah. you drink it though. Yeah, so. I'm about I don't know two thirds of the way yeah. through it. Wow. We got another it's making uh, itself known. We got a big bottle of some shit we bought in Kentucky. Oh, is that what we're having next? Because yeah. I wanted what he's. Having. I'm currently drinking oh, Heat Wave by Evil Check. Okay, we'll do that. Tropical, tropical, tropical forward. Hazy pale ale. Is it good? Uh, yeah, it's really good. All right. So, is it tropical forward? Um, it is. I mean, yeah. Does it taste like you're making love to a passion fruit on the beach? <laughs> um, just ramming that little peanut I'm in there. Not sure Mm-mm-mm. what that feels like, but it's pretty good. Yep. Um. <laughs> Where do we go from here? Uh, <laughs> All downhill. Uh, this round is on the Pastors Pub. If you'd like to buy us around, head on over to patreon.com slash Pastors Podcast. It will get you access to the spinoff podcasts, access to the Pastors Pubs, closed Facebook group where we talk about life, spirituality, and just about everything else. Uh, things discussed in this pub this week, getting called heretics by your mentors. Yeah. So it's a real Fuck neat em. feeling. Um, <laughs> That's, that's where I stand on. Fuck now. your mentors. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Pretty much. Oh wow. Not okay. not literally. Well, metaphorically. Fuck metaphorically, them. fuck your mentors. <laughs> yeah. Hey Lenny. Hey Lenny. Uh, Good timing. Yeah. G- great timing, Lenny. Lenny, Good close job. your virgin ears. Right. <laughs> Lenny, how's uh um, how's high school, buddy? Yeah. This sucks. Yep. <laughs> there we go. That's about right. Yeah, boy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, also discussing the pub this week, uh, people were asking about the Halloween episode. So we are, we do have a Halloween episode coming up. That's all we're going to tell you. I'm sorry. It is like the Bayou. It, you're fine. I've got the <laughs> air turned down. You're fine. See, Brandon, uh, didn't he make it 45 no, minutes? No, I, I knew it. Dude, God. It, it warms you up. Mm-hmm. He's running hot tonight. I feel like I've done like two shots of Jim Beam. <laughs> Also, we talked about how evangelicals, evangelicals, uh, I just called them evangelicals, evangelicals, how they handle Halloween. Did you guys do Halloween growing up? Yeah, we, well, we we did, did. but like, we didn't do a lot because mom just was, didn't, she was lazy and didn't want to do costumes that much. I mean, so it wasn't like, we did, we, I mean, we did them, but it was never like, she put, she dressed me like as a fly. 
when you're like oh, in second cool. grade. Just in black clothes. It was, it was terrible. That's cool. I was a cheerleader in fifth grade. Yeah, I mean, so we did it. It wasn't Male like a... Male cheerleader or female no, cheerleader? Female. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't like a... It's fine. It, says, wasn't, it says a lot, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> it explains, no, it explains wasn't a lot like of my a, It wasn't like a sinful thing in our house to like do Halloween. We just... Mm-hmm. I don't know. What about you, Brandon? Yeah, man, I was full on. Full, full on, on Halloween, yeah. Every year... Some Michael Myers shit. Yeah, I was in. Yeah. Are, are your kids into it too? Uh, we always go trick-or-treating trick or yeah. and... My 18-year-old doesn't go trick-or-treating. Well, <laughs> uh, nor my 15-year-old, but uh, well, you know, <laughs> Will does. Yeah, my wife still does. I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> no, we still do it. Cool. We're gonna do the uh, trunk or treat downtown this year. We're gonna yeah. decorate our van. And oh, you're gonna here. actually yeah. do it? Holy yeah, crap! The kids wanted to do that. Nice. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah, we we've gone the last several years. Yeah, it's a blast. That. It's a lot of fun. Yep. We've never never given out candy to the masses like you. Oh, well, I know. Well, I'll, you I'll be know. sure you can to aspire. Stop by. You can aspire to be a saint, much I'll, like myself. I will. I'll you be guys sure to get, stop by. You and guys are getting candy. practice for when you're older, huh? Yes. <laughs> Come here, little girl. Come here. <laughs> Yikes. Well, that's uh, Brian Danger Andros, ladies and gentlemen. Is <laughs> it's getting hot in here? Yes. <laughs> Uh, I don't think is. it's the beer, though. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Are you right. not? Yeah. Please tell me we're. Oh, you're doing the back. I say, like, please tell me <laughs> yeah. we're recording. I'm just going to back out of that conversation. <laughs> uh, yeah, we are recording. Uh, also, uh, turds, Nick Sibson and Kay Jordan got married. Nicky so Sibs. What? Congratulations. Yeah. And Kay Sibs. Kay Sibs? Yeah. Oh, Kay Sibs. Oh, Kay Sibs. She hasn't officially changed her name on Facebook, so it's not Facebook official, but it's wonder if Nikki, official. I wonder official. if Nikki Sibs and the Gray Pages played at the uh, reception. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, also, pumpkin spice cough drops are a thing. Nope. So, yeah, that doesn't whatever. sound great. CVS, if you I'm okay with some pumpkin them. spice stuff, but you mix that with menthol, and mm-hmm. I'm not really sure that that uh, holds Jeez. up real well. I drink a pumpkin spice when I smoke my menthols. <laughs> it kind of works. You and everyone else in Martin. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it just really brings out the nicotine. For pretty soon talking through a hole in my throat. These are great. <laughs> Can I get pumpkin spice vape juice? Give me a PSL. <laughs> pumpkin spice vape. Um, Does Jewel make pumpkin spice? <laughs> and fantasy football <laughs> update. Uh, Justin Combs is now the new number one. Uh, fantasy football update. Fuck fantasy no, football. No, two in a row, baby. Yeah. I, I, had a monster, I had a monster week. I did, did have too. a monster week. 148. Oh, okay. You still would have beaten me. I had 134 or something. Poor crazy. Luke Eddins. Yeah. He had his best week. He, he's, 0 for, <laughs> he's 0 for 4. He had 120. No, he's 0 for 5 now. 0 for 5. 124 points. And, and he's lost. And lost. He would have beat everyone else besides. You. That's great. Last I looked, I don't I know. Have, I have one point less total than the division leader, and <laughs> and I have one in five or one in four. Like you just fuck fantasy football <laughs> into the earth, man. God. Uh, yeah, I, I'm the update same way. on Matt's fantasy team. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, my team is is. Yeah. I'm in the running for the Sacco. Uh, yeah, I am too now. But but I'm Pretty also much. but I'm also in the honorable mentions for high score. So yeah, so am it's, I. Yeah, it's I just know. it's a it's, it's luck of the draw. Just bullshit. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm really good at this. No, fuck no you. you're it's not. Luck. You're very lucky. Yeah, because in our division we have uh, five and zero. Oh, somebody at the top at five and zero oh, who has less points than number mm-hmm. two or three. Yeah, yeah that's just yeah. about every division. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. So. 
Just well, bad. that was exhilarating radio right there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. For all the sports ball fans out there. <laughs> all right, Matt. You wanna, Look, looking at you, Lucas. You want to <laughs> do some stretches? Yep, let's Get do it. ready for this? No. All right, here we go. Right, here we go. You, you ask for you this. better limber up that b-hole. <laughs> you ask for this. Here we go. You may not know which way to go, but we're here to help you. All the three of you getting on your phones like you're loading a gun up. And some bad <laughs> Might as well, opinions. We're reading palms and dropping bombs. Here's the pros and the cons. Yep. So uh, we tried to cancel this. Yep. Multiple occasions. So when everybody tweets, oh, you guys are so bad to match. So mean no, to I, me. I, I insisted. It's fine. No, we and tried what, to cancel and what, it. And you guys I, are dudes. And what did I tell you? Up until this day, we tried to cancel and it. And what did I tell you? I said, I'd rather know it's coming. That's what she said. <laughs> um, I'd rather know it's going to happen than what happens most weeks where I have no idea and I say something and I get obliterated for 10 well, minutes. That's so. probably going to happen okay. anyway. So this I'm sure. At least I'll be limbered up and my yeah, beehole will be plenty stretched. Okay. So, <laughs> so the, 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 the topic for pros and cons this week are the pros and, con- and the cons of having Matt back on the podcast. <laughs> For this week, and then he's yeah. off for the next two. <laughs> yes, for this this week, and he's on his part time. So just to get us kicked off, I'm I'm gonna. Well, we do this, and you know, to get Matt, keep Matt from derailing the show, and you know, trying to get it to focus on him. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, <laughs> so we decided to dedicate a segment nope. just you to talk about him. Mouth. You asked um, for this. I mean, guys, who need who needs the sun when we've got Matt for the world to revolve around? <laughs> Uh, I'm not really Wonka. I'm not going to sugarcoat this for you. So, Matt, calm down. Take a deep breath and just hold it for about 20 minutes. Well, I've got stuff too, so it's fine. I got a mute button. It's cool. So, it tells you everything you need to know about Matt's personality is that he participated. He's going to do this. Um, So, yeah. So, I'm going to start with the first. I'm getting very hot in here. I'm going to start with the very first pro. So, here we go. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's not even a pro. A, do you have a tumbleweed sound? I've got, I've got no pros. Uh, no, I do have a couple pros. Oh, do you? Yeah. I'll do my pros. Uh, I don't fucking have any. Okay. So. Yes. Well, that, there we go. Clever. Clever. That. That's witty of you. Here's my pro. Hold on. I'm already getting offended. Hold on. Yeah. This is Matt acting like he's not offended, but he's totally offended. Okay. Uh, my first pro is uh, here we are We're closer to the beer fridge. So. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's very true. Yeah, it's a pro. Lots more alcohol now. Uh, what do you got, Brandon? You got nothing. Any? You got nothing. No, you're not uh, even participating. Son in of this? a bitch, no. man. Are you serious? Oh, I, gotta, I know you guys were waiting for mine. I thought you had my back. I did. Well, the pro is that I'm glad you're here for the the night that I'm here. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> All right, uh, another pro. Uh, old Matt is gone. The con is. I, I could not TM contribute to your fragile state right now. <laughs> no, be, wait, what did Michael say? What'd you say? I said, uh, old Matt's gone. <laughs> me, That's the pro. The con is new Matt TM me, is here. Meet the old boss. Say, or meet the new boss, same as the old boss. <laughs> Prison Matt. <laughs> <laughs> it's different. Can I do my pros? You mean you wait till the end? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> uh, okay, one pro. I'm not, et cetera. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I actually look like Jesus, which makes me better than bald Jesus. Uh, Ooh. Huh. <laughs> okay. Uh, I do have a somewhat serious one. Should I wait on that? 
Uh, yeah, sure. Go. Yeah. Uh, no, no, because no, it's not going to. Okay. This is, your, uh, this is only going to get worse from here. I, <laughs> I'm the Zen master of self-reflection now. There. Yeah. <laughs> is that you're a pro gonna, or a gonna, con? No, it's okay. It's a pro. You're going to get the new level of high can, grade content. Can I? Can I go? To, <laughs> okay. Can I go ahead? Can I go ahead and say my first con? Yeah. Had to build a bigger room to fit his ego. <laughs> <laughs> and there it is. <laughs> What uh, else? Another pro. Uh, 69% better chance of a 69 joke. With me <laughs> on here. Uh, my presence brings the average dick size in the pod up, to ser- up by several inches. Mm. <laughs> hey, Beth, you want to do the bunch of cons for Matt being back on the podcast? I'm guessing you've got a laundry list of cons. All right. Anything else? <laughs> oh, yeah. I got plenty. Uh, quality. Jesus These are pros. Oh, yeah. Quality I'm s- glad we're getting all yeah, Matt's ego fine. stroked right here. Quality, <laughs> you, quality soundboard content. No. Uh, no more recording in some dank semen-covered hotel room. Oh, that, 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 wait, wait, follow up. That that one. Now, you, uh, now you can record in a well-lit uh, semen-covered dining room. Uh, um, uh-huh, where all three of you are sitting. Um, uh, you're back in the same building as our heaven. That's always that's, a, that's a pro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no more guest the second-rate guest host. Possible Jude sightings. Yeah. 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 Uh, my strong hashtag game. Uh, my hip hop street cred. Wow. Just totally not uh, self. Can I say my first con? Just wait, 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 yeah. That's true. Uh, I've got one for that, actually. Uh, broke a pair of sunglasses yesterday in my car. What'd you do? I threw them. Can we uh, go back to that new Matt comment? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm the master. <laughs> Once again, it's great. the new boss, same as the old yeah. boss. Okay, so here, here are the rest of my pros. Um, 69% more, quote, woke. Uh, <laughs> uh, more Jude cameos. That was one of mine. I just I just really tried to stay present. I broke a pair of fucking sunglasses. Yeah. And I was mad the other yeah. day. Yeah. Well, I said I tried to so stay present. This is, this is my last pro. Yeah. My last pro of my, Matt coming back on the podcast. Maybe he'll stop posting inspirational quotes on Facebook. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> That's my open prayer. He'll get, it out, get his outlet here. <laughs> oh my god oh, I love it So good Alright let's go to cons Do you have any cons? I do actually Alright let's hear the cons uh, well, I'll just, I just have a couple more Okay go ahead right. Now when I say brilliant things They'll think it's actually you <laughs> Wait what? Because no. we sound alike oh, Yeah that's true But it's never you uh, Now I have to Now I have to look at your dumb ass again Instead of the sexiness that is bald Jesus or yeah. Et cetera Uh huh Anything else? No, I got it. All right, Brandon, what do you got, buddy? Cons? Crickets. Crons? Go ahead. No, Crons. 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 <laughs> you got to know when to hold them. Cron was an underrated movie. <laughs> it's the, it's the, or it's the Star Trek, Wrath of Cron. That was the lesser known. Are you... That's, that's what, cons. Do, your, do your cons. Uh, I have to go back to being interrupted by Brad every time I open my mouth. What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have to put up with Michael being back on his usual bullshit. Okay. Uh, related... <laughs> Related, okay. there's a good chance all my anger therapy will go down the shitter. Yeah. <laughs> kind of already has. Yeah. Uh, when the, you two almost got into a fist fight 10 minutes before we started. Who? Did you we? two. About what? You fucking arguing about dumb bullshit. What? I don't remember, I don't remember, don't remember that. that. It's penis size, right? Oh, God. No. Uh, the chance someone gets offended by this pod goes up 33%. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> true. It's... Uh, it's bad for my blood pressure. Got although although you and I have been got on the a roll for that lately. one. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then uh, finally, the podcast alcohol budget triples. Well, yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's very true. All right. Hey, here's here's my con list. Hey, Jude. Hi, Jude. You know, can't come yell loser into the microphone? Okay. No. All right. Uh, here's my con list. Bald Jesus is much more aesthetically pleasing and <laughs> yeah. to look at and to hear. Yeah. Um, con, Matt is less knowledgeable than etc. <laughs> Um, wow, Matt is also true. Matt is less funny. Uh, <laughs> that's real feedback. You need to work on your jokes. Uh, have you tried being funny? <laughs> um, there's less beer. <laughs> less less beer to go around. No, that's not really enough good. beer. Um, <laughs> listeners wait, have we had actual feedback that Matt's not no. funny. Yes, yes, we have. I love uh, it. Listeners, wait, wait, listeners, are you serious? <laughs> we can talk about there it. There it goes. Here we go. Uh, listeners <laughs> Here have it to, comes. Listeners have Old to faithful guess. starting a bubble. <laughs> listeners Here it have comes. To, listeners have to guess who's talking again. Yeah. Uh, we finally have a more conservative voice on the podcast. <laughs> Matt. Uh, wait, what? <laughs> more interruptions. Wait, oh. I don't fucking interrupt anyone. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, as a whole, the podcast will be less prepared for guests. That's also very true. Wow. <laughs> Name of the last book that you read for a podcast. Uh, Jonathan Merritt. We haven't even had him on yet. What are you okay. doing? I'm, I have the sound of a volcano exploding. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, more complaining about fantasy football. That's on here. Yeah, well, that's, uh, Matt would have stopped the end, Frankum. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> which is probably the best hashtag we've had in a yeah. long time. Uh, <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, more shitty music from the eighties. Uh, um, he's gonna talk to me about shitty music. And you I knew pulled, you're, I knew, you pulled, you pulled I into my driveway last week. What were you listening to? I knew Michael? you were gonna say that. Wait, so what so were you listening? I knew you were gonna say that. Here's the next one. Matt is like a plunger. He brings up old shit. <laughs> What were you gonna? Li- what were you listening to last week? More Mel Brooks references. I love, I love how much time you put into this. Uh, what, what were you listening to last week? Michael? Matt is like Viagra to my middle finger. <laughs> um, we have to listen to more uh, foes in master. Uh, so Matt, whenever I tried to cancel this today, I know why he, I, my, Michael was upset. I kind of wish I'd. Uh, no, I kind of wish I listened to you. Actually, uh, Matt has more faces than Mount Rushmore. Jesus Christ, man! We we have to we have to hear. Are we really? Hold on, he's actually getting pissed. He's getting mad. Uh, I asked you if you wanted to do this. You kept saying, "Okay, it. yeah." These I meant like sort of jokey stuff, not like actually going for the fucking jugular. We have we have to massive hear. piece of shit. We have to hear. Are we really doing this? So that's the line. Uh, or here, uh, I've seen this during. Oh, I've seen this during a, a news feed session. Um, we are. 33%. How much fucking <laughs> shit do you have, man? Last woke. <laughs> um, further the, up. <laughs> further uh, in. Uh, Try all your jizz. Refill your beard. Okay. I have three. I only have three left. Oh Should have did a top ten. Uh, the world doesn't need one more white guy with a shitty podcast. Uh, indeed. That, that's not all of us. That's not all Indeed. Of us. Host of the podcast. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, and then he really lowers the BDE of the podcast. What is BDE? Oh, big dick energy. <laughs> and last but not least. It's big dick energy. <laughs> and last but not least, we we really don't need Brad and poor man's Brad. <laughs> 
That one was good. <laughs> that one was good. That's my favorite. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, all right, on, buddy. That was it. I only had my three. Brandon, I didn't want to do this. <laughs> You lying son of a bitch. <laughs> I did not. You did too. No. Why didn't you want no. to cancel it? That's no. like. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. And fuck you. I love you, buddy. <laughs> Remember what I said about the end of October? <laughs> go, ahead Move and just, back. go ahead and just pencil me out of that week. Oh, yeah. God. I wanted, to, I wanted to do the pros and cons of having, having a hairy back, so. Yeah. <laughs> kind of wish we'd gone with that. Either, somehow it would have fucking turned on me, though. So. <laughs> no, I've probably, well, I don't know. I might, my back's probably not hairier than Bojangles. Do you have a hairy back? Uh, I have some hair on my back. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. a ton, but. I look like a fucking fly. Do you? Yeah. Our I dad, our dad looks like, our dad looks like a throw rug. Yeah. <sighs> Every year past 40, you get 10% more hair on your back. That's Neat. pretty close, actually. Yeah, yeah I've for no that. reason. I have like patches on my shoulders, which is yeah. Weird. My shoulders are so gross. I f- oh, fuck. I hate it. Uh, well, that was fun. Uh, well, let's do some more. All yeah. right, let's go into the news. <laughs> Dry all your jizz. Lock up your jizz. It is warm in here. It is burning very toasty. Up. This beer, I can't tell if it's the beer or the anger. <laughs> like I can't tell if it's that or. <laughs> I'm the one that has an ego. He literally wrote 30 <laughs> things dismissing me. I no, no, have no, you did. You ego. did have quite a bit of prose for yourself. What do you expect me to put? <laughs> Jesus. I knew what was coming there. I knew what was coming from you, dickheads. Yeah, play your fucking song. <laughs> All right, so All right. we're drinking tonight. I'm going to take over here. <laughs> All right, Brandon. Uh, into the news feed. Yeah. You got anything? Uh, you know what? I saw that Voyager 2 is now leaving and going to interstellar space. So Voyager 1 did like... Forever ago. Yeah, it's yeah. been a year and a half, I think. And so I started looking. I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but did you ever go through like just perspective... Um, how fast Voyager one is going and how long it'll take to get. It's insane. I've read uh, yeah. 40,000 uh, years of the next star pale blue dot. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I started Sagan. looking up this stuff. It says stuff in there. Uh, Voyager one and two left in 1976 and they're both traveling at 36,000 miles per hour. <laughs> Keep in mind that the, that the circumference of the earth is 25,000. Right. Yeah. That's insanity. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And, which means that it could travel around the entire Earth in 45 minutes. <laughs> but even more, Voyager 2 is about 5 billion miles from Earth, having left our solar system in 2013. So it was 2013 when it left. Um, so scale. If at its current speed, Voyager was pointed toward the closest star to our solar system, Proxima Centauri, it would take 70 Three thousand years to get to the closest star. Uh-huh. That just is. I, you can't wrap your head around that. Yeah. I, it's just. It's just nuts. Yeah, I'm just gonna leave it at that. Yeah, that is absolutely. Now, I was just crazy. looking it up this week, and I thought it's it, it's really kind. Of, it's mind blowing in one sense. You know, we're, yeah. we're really happy that we have something going so fast, but you realize how. Just yeah. how small we actually are. Have you read Pale Blue Dot? By no, Sagan? I need to. I need to. Yeah. Yeah. He does talk a lot about that, but yeah, it's. Watch like the first five minutes of, uh, oh, what's his name? 
Cosmos. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, the, that was originally Sagan, but the the, the updated version. The new one was Neil deGrasse. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, I could not think of his name. Yeah, I can't stand that guy. Yeah, I don't either. But that <laughs> the first five minutes, Trying first five or crazy. ten minutes of that He's show, just really just pans out of everything, and it's yeah, it's pretty incredible. Oh, did you know the Browns won two games in a row? Well, if the Browns were a star, I mean, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I like Brian Green as opposed uh, to uh, yeah. Neil Tyson. Yeah. That's still one of my favorite. Uh, you made it weird episodes. Yeah, it is, yeah, it is good. I've listened yeah. to it like three Me times. Too. I yeah, listened to it awesome. twice. Mm-hmm. So, all right, what do you guys got? Um, all right. Uh, eight-year-old girl pulls a fifteen-hundred-year-old sword from a lake in I Sweden. Saw this. Wow. There Damn, it is. I didn't have my Monty Python. I know. I, I literally right before we started Man, thought I should have had that. Fuck you. What? <laughs> he said I saw this. All right. <laughs> I really I, I saw this. I listen to the radio. I read the internet. Like, can we talk about this girl has the best name ever? Saga Vanacek. That is awesome. That's not bad. That's somebody that would pull a sword out of a lake, yes. actually. Saga is a kick-ass name. So the sword. Strange, strange women lying in the woods <laughs> is no basis for a system of government. What, you king some watery taunt threw a sword at you? Uh, the sword was initially... Bent, loved a scimitar at me. <laughs> the sword was initially reported to be a 1,000 years old, but experts at the local muse- museum now believe it may date to around 1,500 years ago. Wow. Wow. Uh, she just stepped on it. Oh! That's as you crazy. Do. Not like through her foot, but uh, like stepped on it. <laughs> it impaled her. Uh, the level of the water was extremely low at the time uh, because of a drought, which Thanks, is probably why she uncovered the ancient weapon. She said, I felt something in the water and lifted it up. I'm assuming there were like angels singing and like a freaking light came down. Um, yeah, so he, he, her dad initially thought his daughter found an unusual stick or a branch in the water. And then only after they asked a friend to take a closer look did they discover it was an ancient relic. It was from the, the Iron Age. Yeah, it, they said it's extremely well preserved. Uh, which is pretty amazing for being 1,500 years old in water. So yeah, That's crazy. Yeah, they said it led the museum to carry out further excavations at the site, finding a brooch from the 3rd century. Wow. That's freaking nuts, yeah. man. Uh, so they're continuing to investigate the lake and see if it turns up more ancient artifacts. That's so really cool. So Saga Vanacek, Way to which is like the coolest name Pull ever. a sword out of the lake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then, then she, uh, fight, uh, she fight uh, the Loch Ness? Monster after that? Uh, no, it? not in uh, Sweden. No. Well, you know. Nope. Nessie gets around. Nope, she doesn't. She just lives in Loch Ness, Michael. <laughs> it's a lake. Well, you know, she teleports. And I get made fun of. <laughs> that was a very on-brand thing for you, buddy. You're welcome. Uh, this guy shot a bow and arrow at some people who parked him in. <laughs> what? Australian man. <laughs> with, a, I, with a beer in hand. Oh, of course. Wait. <laughs> He had a beer in hand as he was shooting. Yeah, beer in hand, and he's wearing no shirt. Was it a crossbow? Had no, a, it's a bow it's and a, arrow. There's a, a straight up bow a and arrow. picture of it. Oh Look, my gosh. I mean, this is the guy. Like, That's beautiful. Was it so, a tourist uh, from he Martinsville? Got, he, got, he got parked in, and uh, he didn't know what to do. So, you know, he just started uh, shooting a <laughs> high-powered hunting bow and arrow at them. That's great. Wow. Um, so... Yeah, it was around lunchtime when the disgruntled Coogee resident, assuming that's a town in Australia, boy, they really know how to name them, don't they? Coogee? Mm. Is that what you said? No, I think it's Coogee. Mm. Who's got the... Uh, naked from the waist <laughs> up. Got the naked from the waist <laughs> up, but wearing sneakers and jeans, as one does. Uh, unleashed the wrath on a crew of unsuspecting construction workers. He was none too pleased with them for parking him in. Uh, the altercation started with your run of the mill verbal abuse. It ended with the 47 year old going full Rambo on the tradies. 
Jeez. Crossing the street with a beer in one hand and a compound bow in the other, the man began firing off arrows, laughing <laughs> maniacally while his adversaries took shelter. Freaking drunk Legolas. Turning his attention toward the crane they were using, he loaded up an arrow and fired it against the side of the vehicle. What? Legolas really that's Legolas he really let himself go <laughs> if I got, if I shot it 10 times it might go through he told the crane driver I'll get a new one all right that's what he told him this guy's fucking insane that's awesome the man was eventually arrested in a nearby front yard <laughs> just sitting there drinking beer <laughs> arrested in a nearby front yard yep y'all oh, fucked that crane where he's assisting authorities with their inquiries they seized his bow after executing a search warrant at his home they, yeah, here we go, and, and retrieved a number of arrows along with hydroponics equipment, steroids, weed, and <laughs> weed resin. What yeah. is weed resin? Uh, it's like a... Resin from the weed? Yeah, mm. I think you can smoke it, too, <laughs> oh, okay. like, and it's super potent. I don't know. I don't know uh, much about weed. We need to do a weed That's what my neighbors told me. Uh, they're now urging any <laughs> witnesses with more information, mainly footage, to come forward. Well, there's two pictures of him holding a crossbow. I yeah, think that, you would, or a think bow. that, that would, would uh, pretty much, uh, pretty much would seal the pretty deal. Pretty much be an open and <laughs> shut <laughs> case. Fuck yeah, yeah. Saving the world from the motherfucking alien. <laughs> I should have done that during Brandon's piece. Dang it. Yeah, you should have. Uh, really dropped the ball there. Hindsight. Buddy. All right. Mm. You done? Yeah. All right. Uh, from Fox 2 Now, St. Louis. Where news, news comes where, first. Yeah, news mm -hmm. where you, um, yeah. Uh, news St. Louis, Missouri. News all up in your ass. The that mother, was their new uh, tagline. <laughs> <laughs> the mother of a Ladue high school student took, took her case to the federal courthouse it's after her son. Ledois. Huh? It's Ladois. Ladois high school, it's not. <laughs> no, it's um, not. It's in St. Louis, so yeah. it's not. Ladue, ba doo ba doo Ladue high school. Uh, student took her case to the federal courthouse after her son called John Doe. That's a terrible it's name. The legal Ledoux, documents. Le, the Ledoux Frenchies. Is that who that is? I think so, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, did not make the varsity soccer team. He was not allowed to play on the JV team. Jeez. So mm. she filed a federal lawsuit. Oh, the gosh. woman's attorney said the issue is age and sex discrimination. Wow. Friday morning, Ledoux school officials said if a junior does not make the varsity team, the boy cannot play again on the junior varsity team. The school said this is to allow lower grade students a chance to develop their skills. The mother of a Ledoux junior who did not make the varsity cut does not think that's fair. She believes her son, who already played on the JV soccer team, is good enough to play again on the same team. The coach sent the family an email that said her son was on the bubble when it came to picking varsity team members. <clears throat> he wrote the boy has holes in his technical ability and game decision making. You don't identify as the coach. You're uh, like, all right, that's fine. We'll put him on the team. And he'd sit on the end of the bench for the entire season. Uh -huh. yep, Would yep. not get on the field for a second. The family appealed the coach's ruling to the superintendent, uh, who decided the family's complaint was unsubstantiated because it is. Rule overruled the, the coach's decision. No, 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 Appeal. no. no, 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 no. Appeal. Appealed. The family appealed. appealed his decision, his coaching decision. Yeah. Part of his job. Okay. Yeah. The mother's suit. Yeah, the one job he has. The yes. one job he has is yes. to coach The mother's people. suit claims her son is a victim of age and gender discrimination because uh. it says the rules are different for the girls' soccer team. Uh, let's see. Uh, huh. Anyway, yeah, it's the judge has not decided yet. Apparently, this is a couple weeks old, I think, but I don't know. It doesn't your kid sucks at soccer. Your kid yeah. sucks. Bottom Just line. accept your kid sucks. Exactly. Like, Seriously, not to mention. Who gives a shit? It's a high school soccer. Like, what are you doing? It's everything, Brad. It's everything. It's ridiculous. Oh, update. U.S. District Judge John Ross denied a request by a parent in the Ledoux School District for a temporary restraining order that would allow their child to play soccer on the high school junior varsity team. So, yeah. in other words, they're not taking the case. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, 
uh, the judge says the judge plans to decide on Monday. So in other words, this is a su- you know what this is. This is a super wealthy set of parents, yeah, yeah. whose kids have never been told no. Mm-hmm. He sucks at soccer and got told no, and they can't fucking deal. Or with they it. spend a shit ton of money on travel soccer. Well, he still blows. exactly, but they've got a yep. ton of money because you wouldn't be filing a federal lawsuit yeah. without a bunch of money for a retainer yeah. and a lawyer. And There's a website I think with uh, it's it's basically focuses on angry parents and sporting events. I don't know what it's called. I need to I need to do a little more research, but. Uh, where it just basically shows videos of parents freaking oh, out. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, little kids. Our dad's a basketball ref. He's yeah. been mm-hmm. doing it for like twenty five years. And I saw it. I saw stories. it when kids played Y soccer. I saw yeah, it from a T ball team when I was a kid. I was, was, I was a high school basketball player, and in the summer out. I would referee the summer games. Oh yeah. And oh. it came down to like a last second shot. Either yeah. I called it or I didn't call it, and the parents were. I mean, really. My dad is running had, out onto the floor, yeah. screaming mm-hmm. at me. My dad has had. Uh, Police escorts to his car after yeah. games oh, before. Geez. Yeah, it's crazy. Some of the like sectional games yeah. and stuff like that. The he called games. one one time where there was a foul and it was like a sectional final. Yeah, and welcome to Indiana cost basketball. Him the game, but he <laughs> was like, it was a freaking foul. Like yeah. all three refs knew it. Yeah, he had a police escort. They had, they had Gene people. Hackman was pissed. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He was. He was. Uh, yeah, it's it's insane. I I, I heard. It. One of my kids was playing soccer. They were like seven or eight years old, or maybe it's even younger than that, maybe like six. And one of the parents yelled at their kid, get your head in the game. He's fucking six. His head is uh, like home somewhere, uh, like so watching get that little Demi when he gets Jesus, out. this is not the World Cup, and he's not Lionel <laughs> Messi. Fuck off. <laughs> God. Oh, man. Get your head in the game. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> uh, they got one more. Uh, I've been saving this one up. Uh, Paul McCartney said he and John Lennon masturbated together with friends. Hey. Same. <laughs> Did you? Well, that's how this podcast started. That's you how this podcast's going to... You ever heard of a Limp Biscuit? Yeah. <laughs> that's our, our last episode we that's ever That's how this do. episode's going to end, boys. Yeah, our, all about that he said, see, she said bullshit. <laughs> This how, how hey, this guys, grab, the, grab the man to the left. Hey, We're doing a I know, I know there's been a lot of this? hostility here tonight, but at the end, we've got to come together. <laughs> right oh. now. Oh, over oh, me. Wow. <laughs> over who? Who said me? Who said that? I said over me. Come together. It's our new. Uh, that makes you the limp biscuit. It's our new. <laughs> it's our new pub group. Uh, Passwords Pub Bukake. No. <laughs> nope. Not a thing. Jeez. Nope. Uh, Let me pub. Uh, Circle jerking with friends. All right. Um, anyway, Brandon, your book. Uh, so, <laughs> so let's talk about this very meaningful book you've written. Anyway, so apparently before they were... Uh, God, it is like the surface I of know. the sun in here. Before they were musical <laughs> legends, um, John Lennon and Paul McCartney and some of their friends masturbated together before the pair became world famous Beatles. Uh... Discussing the early days. <laughs> he called up the Beatles. Oh, Wait, that's I love what, it. What? Beatles. Get it. Yeah. I get beat, it. as in beat off. Thanks. Like jerking off. Thanks, Brad. It's <laughs> a masturbation <laughs> reference. Uh, is it? Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, discussing the early days, McCartney talked about how the group bonded. Uh, what it was was over at, hmm. was over at John's <laughs> house, and it was just a group of us. And instead of just getting roaring drunk and partying, right, we were just drinking loads of cum, you know, like you do. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't even know if we were staying over or anything. We were all just in these chairs and the lights were out and somebody started masturbating, so we all did. Wow. As you do. I'll never, I'll never wow. listen to another Beatles record the same way. Yeah, uh, I get by with a little help from my friends. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, and added that each boy shouted out names that would offer relevant inspiration. 
What? Didn't they sing Come Together? We were just yeah. Bridget right, right now Woo! over so McCartney. Yeesh. And then everyone would thrash a bit more. And then they yelled Yoko <laughs> Ono and everybody but John's dick went soft. Yeah. <laughs> Inverted. Immediately retracted. Uh, yeah, man. Like that's Did you just say that they would thrash together? I, it I says and then, this. and then everybody man. would thrash. Yoko, Yoko Ono and then John Lennon blows a hole in the wall. Um, these weren't really orgies <laughs> to my knowledge. They were sexual encounters of the celestial kind. And, and there were celestial? Groupies. Hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, it's... Let's see, there was once when we were in Vegas where the tour guy, a fixer, it said... It happened multiple times? You're going to Vegas, guys. You want a hooker? We were all, yeah, and I requested two, and I had them, and it was a wonderful experience, but the closest I ever came to an orgy. Uh, why? Anyway, yeah. And you saved that one? Yeah. <laughs> I know, man. Like, uh, hmm. Yeah, that's all I got. All right. Sorry. That's well, all I've got. No palate cleanser after that? Yeah, well, I can. I mean, I can find one. You want I've, one? I've got plenty. All right. Uh, <laughs> I have no doubt. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. What about Bojangles? He did. He did. I did. I did. I did. He did yeah. the Uranus. Or the, oh, uh, that's not Uranus. Uranus. <laughs> he did Uranus. <laughs> yeah, beer's kicking in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you even mention? <laughs> no, he didn't okay. mention Uranus at okay. all, Okay, I just want to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> he did Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> Just soak in that one for a minute. <laughs> All right. Soak in. Soak in, that like, soak in yep. that like Lennon and McCartney. <laughs> All right. So product update. Uh, celebrity <laughs> prayer candles are a thing now. Uh, and they actually look really cool. Like I, I Oh, I've seen these. I've seen like you mean like the Jesus okay, ones? Yeah, like, like the Jesus. Stop one like second. Like the Jesus ones. Don't, if you mentioned Kanye, no, 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 fuck Kanye. I've seen this. Yeah, I caught it. Okay, good. All right. You didn't say fuck all to him. Well, I didn't make a joke. He about says it him every week. Wait, what did I say? You said, oh, I've seen these. No, 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 no. I you did. Seen the story. All right. You said you've seen the thing. No, I've seen them actually. Like the product, the candles. It's going to be okay, buddy. All right. So, uh, yeah, when this podcast is fucking over, <laughs> I can go on vacation for three weeks. We can just make it till the third year anniversary. Jesus. It'll be great. Um, yeah, I'm on the fence right now. We're dissolving this fucker yes. the day yep. after the third anniversary. We're going to Bilbo Baggins it. <laughs> See you guys later. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, the, okay, so some of the candles are Barack Obama, celebrity prayer candle. Uh, I'd, pray, I'd pray to him. Amy Winehouse. Yeah. No. Um, Beyonce. Yeah. Um, Prince is one. Oh, yeah. I'd play. I'd play. There we go. Albert Einstein. Um, the beer's kicking in. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, <laughs> I just pray that she stays alive. That's all I care you can, about. Boy. You can buy a full set of the Golden Girls. Um, <laughs> you can also. We should buy some Freddie of those and Mercury. give them away as a gift at the yeah, theater. We yeah, we really should. Some Golden uh, Girls uh, prayer candles. Taylor Swift, Lady Gaga, yeah. uh, um, uh, Robert Mueller. In here, Mueller, <laughs> Robert Mueller, hmm. Mueller. What the hell? That'll be, that'll be relevant in yeah. six months when he's fired. And um, <laughs> and Cardi B. That's very oh, relevant. Beth and I like Cardi B. Beth likes Cardi yeah. B, so I listen to it now too. Yeah. Of course you do. Yeah. Uh, and Justin Bieber. So yeah. No, so the Biebs. Uh, we'll Is this the link. hobo Justin Bieber? <laughs> there, like, dude. Are you two hundred and two hundred and forty six results? And like, does he just live on Skid Row candles. now? Like, what the fuck happened to him? Eighteen and life to go. Jesus. But he's closest to Jesus as, that he's ever been. Well, I guess that includes dressing like a homeless person when you're worth fifty million dollars yeah, or whatever he's worth. Yeah. I thought he was in with Hillsong now. He is. Oh God! But he, like, if you've watched, there was an interview with him. God, he's going to be. He's going to put out a Christian album. He it's looked a foregone nuts. conclusion. 
he he's going to put like out a Christian album, and it's going to be shit, and Christians are going to eat it up. Well, he's saying I could sing of your love forever oh, during a concert. God. Yeah. Neat. Uh, I could sing of your love <laughs> I mean, this is, the, but this, is, you know, this is the celebrity progression, though. Yeah. Like yeah, for a musician, you're super popular, and then when you fade to irrelevance, well, you realize there's Avril one. Levine's doing there's now. one untapped market that will eat your shit up, no matter how bad it oh, is. And, and, and Chris Tomlin will play one of yes. your songs. Yeah, and yeah. you'll make shitloads of money. Uh, this is what this is what it does. This is uh, Stephen Baldwin in, in yeah, musical uh, form. Avril, well, he's <laughs> he's marrying Stephen Baldwin's daughter. Who? Justin Bieber. Oh, for shit. <laughs> God, or it's dating like the, her at least. Yeah, so good. And we're gonna have a sitcom on the Dove Network. Neat. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Fuck. The Dove Network. God, I, hate, I cannot Pax, stand Chris right TV. now. Like I absolutely <laughs> like. You know, there's a Pure Flix, right? Yeah. Yes. Like Netflix, but pure. Oh God. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so uh, a man God says. Damn it. <laughs> if you want trigger bread, just talk about Christians. <laughs> Uh, Louisiana man. You know what pisses me off the most? <laughs> All right, I'm just going to sit down. What pisses me off the most is that they either know that they're being played for money and don't give a shit, or they're just that goddamn stupid. I think they're that goddamn stupid. That they Honestly, just don't yeah. even know. I mean, Here's Kevin Sorbo, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> That's your new hunk guy in Christianity movies? Like, <laughs> Jesus. I, don't th- I-, I think that they look at it like, you know... It's all about competition and like getting those people on your side. Uh, so like, when, like when, yeah, but they wait until they're completely fucking destitute yeah. and nobody wants them. Gary Busey, <laughs> Gary fucking Busey, well, Gary, Gary Busey could drop whose head an album. is so rotted from cocaine, <laughs> and all of a sudden he's like, "I'm a Christian, praise <laughs> the Lord." I can't believe they got him out of the dryer. Jesus. Well, at least they got Kirk Cameron in his prime. Uh, <laughs> Did they? Did Kirk Cameron have a prime? <laughs> There, yeah. goes, there goes our chance to get Gary Busey on the podcast. There was a small window. I would have Twitter, I would tweet at him. Apparently. I think I we had who's Gary the other Busey guy. Last I would tweet. tweet I used to tweet at Gary Busey. When was he here last week? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Southern Gary Busey. Who's the other guy? Uh, but I, I would behind. tweet him. He had like this these Kirk crazy Cameron. ass tweets. Who? Kirk Cameron. No, the other Nick guy left behind. Nick Cage. Nick Cage yeah. Oh god. Yes. yes, Gary Busey would tweet out this just random, random weird, shit, like, esoteric, like this out there shit, and I'd be like, "Yeah, that's damn right, man," or whatever. Like, I just like <laughs> fucking like, you are on the like NSA. He, makes, he makes some really good points. It was like Will Smith's kid with more cocaine. Oh God, don't get me started on that kid. <laughs> Fuck him too. Who needs another beer? Jesus, Christ. anybody? Uh, I'm, g- I'm good. Uh, yeah, go some, ahead and get something me about one. habanero. Uh, okay, so lo- this is Louisiana man uh, says a ghost planted meth on his nightstand and then and then attacked attacked him with an axe. This is my new favorite person. Yes. So Louisiana man, Louisiana man uh, was busted with methamphetamine this week, and he told officers a ghost planted it on it on him right after he was hit over the head with an axe. Um, <laughs> Michael Attenberry. Right. This guy will find 59. Jesus and get a roll on God's Not Dead for <laughs> yeah. Yep. Electric Boogie. Jesus. So he right. called 911 himself uh, after being re- <laughs> to report being stabbed at his home. God's Not Dead for Less dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when officers arrived, they said that Attenberry God's was. God's Not Dead for Atheist, am I right? That's the name of the movie. <laughs> when. when uh, 
when the officers arrived, they said he was uh, shouting at people who were obviously not there. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw this guy walking down my street yep. the other day. De- yeah, I do that in my car every day. God. Deputies noticed uh, that he had no visible wounds. It turns out it meaning, was just Matt stuck in traffic. <laughs> meaning he had not been stabbed <laughs> or, 31. or hit with an axe either. Um so they placed him in cuffs. They did a sweep of his home and found a brown uh, bag, shocker, containing a gram of what appeared to be methamphetamine. That's not that much. Um, and, uh, I can't handle a gram. Get the fuck yeah. out of my face. I just call that a Friday. He told <laughs> told the deputies the drug was planted by... that in my pee hole every weekend. ...by a ghost or intruders. So, Jesus. Uh, he, who he saw climb out of his neighbor's window. Can so. we talk about that for a second? He well, snor- snorting through snorting your pee hole? <laughs> what? What How is that possible? It's only a gram. Uh, well, see, Brian, if you work on your kegels, <laughs> you can do anything. Yeah, I was going to say, anything. yoga helps. Uh, Pilates. A lot of mindfulness. Yeah. What's that one, like, uh, freaking... I can do all things. What's that dick machine at the uh, at the Y? The one that you <laughs> your legs go oh, in yeah. and <laughs> Dick machine? Is that what you're calling that? <laughs> I don't know what else to call the it. dick machine. One that strengthens your nutsack, yeah. whatever that one the, is. The spread eagle. Yeah, that uh, one. I just go the one that you have to look away when anyone's <laughs> using it. And it's always some 80-year-old guy with a <laughs> massive ball sack hanging down to his ankles. Like, Jesus, <laughs> dude, they're gramps. Dude, you're going to pinch that. Seriously. Now. He oh took, man! He he took that say you need to tie that thing around your waist first. Florida gas station owner um, said, uh, basically, he placed a sign on his microwave asking customers not to warm urine in the microwave. Ooh, <laughs> God, can you imagine how bad that would smell? Yeah. Oh. So, God. Perule Patel says he's become sick and tired of people <laughs> literally. Walking from Kansas walking into his uh, <laughs> BP gas station from Akron, Ohio and the on the fly convenience store in Jacksonville to warm their containers of urine. The store is within walking distance. I have a question of two labs. I have a number of questions. Yes. Why are they carrying urine? Okay. Why are they fucking getting to that? So, yeah. um, the stores in within walking distance of two labs, uh, though one doesn't collect samples for drug tests, the other one does. So does that like supposed to take care of the drugs in your system? No, it makes them think that it's fresh pee. Oh, so you're using somebody else's piss. Yep. And then in your drug test, uh, I had a guy I worked with who carried a little vial of urine with him in case he got drug tested. Jesus yeah. Christ! I had yeah. I worked with guys in the factory that were just sweat. See, like, well, so I got I'm going to get fucking fired, man. So ironically, stop fucking taking weed, you dipshit. Sir, good news, you're so not I, on drugs. So bad news, you're pregnant. God. So ironically, I got dr- randomly drug tested three times in eight years. Yeah. And so, like, there's a very specific way they sit you all in a room. Yeah. And they have water there. Yep. One at a time, you go. They have the toilet X'd off, yes, like with tape, and you have to you pee and then you don't flush, yeah, and then they go in and, and take it. There's it a very yep. specific, yep, like so. I'm not sure, like I think it's to prevent this kind yes, of shit. It so, is, yeah. Don't attempt this; it doesn't work. Ugh. Yep. Patel says a woman became public aggressive. service announcement from the Pastors uh, <laughs> podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a few months ago, somebody got really aggressive uh, whenever he asked her not to warm. Urine. Can you stop so. warming your piss in my microwave, ma'am? Please. Uh, so she she asked that you would think that would be the bare minimum. Do you know you what she said? Person, but she, she said, couldn't even be bothered. You need to put a sign on your microwave if I can't use it. Wow. So that's why he has a sign on his microwave for don't use. Man, 
You got to burn that fucking microwave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, for much. real. Yeah. Somebody, you know what? Jesus. If I had to warm up a Coney dog in that fucker, somebody right, came out. Somebody well, walked we're in all out of microwave. Somebody walked in there, it's, warmed up piss. Three minutes later, somebody yeah, went in and put a microwave yeah, burrito in yeah, there absolutely. and ate a piss burrito. Yes. Yep. Yes. This is happening happening all across America, folks. Why does this burrito smell like ammonia? You yeah. guys are on the cutting edge. Yeah, so watch out. Uh, this next one is... Um, is this your fifth one? Or no, no, it's not. God damn it. This is, this is my, my last one. It's a, it's a positive one. So um, a dude who is a YouTuber... Um, God damn it. Uh, well, uh, it, it, he's, he's a, it's a... F- calm down. Calm down. It's a thing, and those guys make millions. I know. Yeah, he makes millions of dollars. Yeah. But this guy, he does Legos. He's, he's like a younger guy. Oh, yeah. And uh, he does like uh, Lego designs and stuff like that. Um, he just stopped himself. Oh, he oh, stopped I know himself when I saw that. Oh, yeah. Okay. So fans of the of the YouTuber Proud known you, as Republic Attack. Hey, Michael. Yes. I heard the story. Good job. <laughs> I know. I know. So so basically, he was robbed. Way to own it, Matt. Way to <laughs> That's own right. It. He was robbed. Um, it's all the therapy, Brandon. He was he had, he goes out of town and he came home and people had broken into his apartment just to steal his Legos. He had a wow. new MacBook. They didn't take the MacBook. Jeez. It's estimated he had. Uh, uh, $18,000 worth of Legos. Wow. Well, John Canoy. Yeah. yeah. I bet he has that. I bet he's got that much. I don't know that around. he's got that much. I it, bet he's got a, a fair amount. He's, but yeah. one of, one of his sets, um, well, John Canoy, I think he told me one of his sets took like, uh, something like 30 hours. Yeah. This guy had a set that took him 18 months. Wow. 18,000. Like a, a like an actual like set from Lego? No, he, he cre- created it and oh, designed it. So he's okay. like super, super into yeah, it, yeah, yeah, designing yeah. his own play set, you know, putting schematics out there. Yeah. Super involved. people have to be assholes? I know, man. God so he it. is. Like, so he's he posts on his YouTube, and it's, yeah. a, it's a fairly young guy, um, probably in his, I would guess, early 20s. And he is just in tears. Yeah. Just well, he sh- I'm going to He's like, I, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do now, uh, but this is my last video. Um, I'm just I don't I wonder what he was making so that's all videos. Like, wasn't insured like he didn't insure that stuff yeah. like I mean think who, if that's thinks, your who the hell is like, Legos well, yeah I know you his, his apartment but his, still Legos. his apartment Somebody, isn't nice yeah. it's not super nice it's not like he was he was not one of those millionaires yeah, that are right. doing it like yeah that sucks uh, so he's just completely you know, I bet if he did a GoFundMe people would fucking send shit oh yeah that's where the god damn it man oh god so that's where the story's going um so they, they typical Matt. It really You're just is. proving my goddamn point. So on brand. It's so was, on brand. That was so on purpose. By yes. the way, um, <laughs> you would have done it either way. If I hadn't mentioned nope. it, you would have done it. Nope, still. I yeah. So um, they raised eighteen thousand dollars nice. uh, nice. for him as of Sunday uh, evening. So I don't I wonder, know. What I wonder if that would replace now. everything. Good well, it, it, it'll, it'll replace. Did he say how much? He, I mean, his collection or? was worth about eighteen thousand. So, so it's right the there. Legos, but not but all, not the, all the hours and, yeah. and time that he put into it. Thankfully, he has the videos for it, so he can prove that he actually did that shit. Yeah. But that said, like, you're talking eighteen months of work. Yeah. It's gone. So yeah, but maybe he maybe he can find some new creativity out of this. Yeah. and develop something even better. Maybe he can talent. find a life. Maybe, all right. So wait, anyway, maybe he can find beauty in the wreckage. Jeez, yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Maybe uh, in his outrage, that. he could find peace. <laughs> yeah, in so. his age of outrage. Anyway, so. yeah. So that's the. So hey, thieves! I would like to dedicate this first lick <laughs> to your mother. Fucker. Fucker. God, I hate thieves. I just. Quit stealing shit. Yeah, yeah. If it doesn't shit. belong to you. Don't steal it. God so damn. I had a situation one time where 
I woke up on a Saturday morning and it was pouring rain and I walk outside and my, I I had a jacket that was in the car. Did you throw it? And it was in the driveway. Did you take off your pants? No. (laughs) I'm listening, Brandon. (laughs) Did you jacket and throw it? (laughs) Jesus Christ. I'm listening. (laughs) And I walk around the corner and my trunk is open my doors are open oh, and it's man. pouring rain and everything is soaked. And I'm like, what? Yeah. It was completely my fault on Friday. I pulled into the driveway and my wife and kids had to leave and I had to watch our youngest son and I had to mow all this stuff is going on. And I left my windows down. You know what? That's still not, your yeah, fault. it's still not your fault. No, like, it's not your fault. It, I mean, Cause it still doesn't people. give anybody any right to just, it's not like if I'm walking it's down like the street, you're I see a window open and I'm like, Oh, I'm just going to steal everything. They let me. <laughs> What? Did you mute my soundboard? No. Sure. No, I don't think so. I have nothing. That's uh-huh. weird. Uh, check your mute button. No, it's not muted. No, I haven't muted you. Huh. Well, Matt's computer's that's... broken. Hashtag right. blessed. Next. <laughs> 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 All right. What are we doing next? Let me check. What is this? What are we doing at this? Uh, yeah, so then we're going to go uh, is it, what, what is further, it? Up, further in. Are you ready? <laughs> it works now. There we go. There we go. And Crisis thanks, averted. Thank God for that. Yep. All right, here we go. Further up, further up, further up, Yeah. Brandon Andrus is an author, podcaster, <laughs> drug dealer, and political correspondent. On Facebook, Brandon likes GT's kombucha, Fear of the Walking Dead, and the classic comedy The Passion of the Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon's latest book is called Beauty in the Wreckage, Finding Peace in the Age of Outrage. We're giving away three copies via Twitter. See our pinned tweet for the details. Um, <laughs> and also, while I was checking out your, 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 your... Here we go. All that's true. Here we go, Matt. All that's, all that's true about, um, about Passion of the Christ. I, I was shocked that you like that page. <laughs> but you sure do. Um, do you like uh, Fear of the Walking Dead? Uh, sometimes you like things in certain periods of time yeah, yeah. Right. and you just yeah. forget you like yeah. them and yeah. I, I'm not watching. I, I've, I watched walking dead. I stopped watching, wa- stopped watching it. I started watching it and I've stopped watching it again. Okay. I unfollowed Munford and Sons this week because that was like five years ago. I liked them. So, <laughs> like on Facebook, it keeps showing up. Coming up. Mumford, Mumford and Sons. Oh, we're going to unfollow that now because I don't give a shit. I, I'm taking the Derek Webb philosophy on all this stuff. For a season. You just have to yeah. just leave it and yeah. just own it yep. and just move on. Yep. Yeah. So whenever people try to make fun of it, you just bring up Derek Webb and uh, <laughs> throw, throw it right back in their face. Um, so another thing I found that was kind of disturbing Here is we go. I believe that at one time you may have had a joint Facebook account. No, I never did. Well, it, why Zero. Did, okay. So it says one of your alternate names is Jenny Thomas. No. That's weird. That's weird. Sorry, stalker. Doc, Doc, Doc. Sorry, just stalker. Just, you're just, wrong on that that's one. That's his street alias. Yeah. <laughs> that's my wife's. That's my wife's maiden name. That's what I figured. That's why I thought that maybe you had a joint. Dude, we account. our uh, wedding anniversary is tomorrow. Twenty, oh, 20 nice. years, Congrats. and nice. we were uh, married many years before Facebook existed. So, oh, nice. Well, not everybody gets a joint <laughs> Facebook account when they get married. <laughs> So Brandon's book drops today. Uh, Brandon. They made a book out of that? <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
So my first question is, so this book is deeply political. When did you, <laughs> when did you get into politics? When was the first time you really got into politics? Oh, uh, yeah. you guys, you've been to charlatans. Okay, so can we actually start the interview? Yes, yes, yes. let's do that. Okay. So I will say this about the to begin with. with he the hasn't book. read the book. But I haven't read the book. He has not completed the book. <laughs> yeah. Very on brand. Once again, what we said earlier, and he refuted that point vehemently. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Laurel. Laurel. <laughs> Come on, Matt. You can do it. Laurel. All right. Um, so I think I, I think I texted you this. This book is not meant to be binged. Like I, I mean, we've been. I think we've all probably binged it, and it's it's you can no, do not that. all of us. But okay, <laughs> I know what you're saying. Yes, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. It is it's very thick. <laughs> I, that was not intentional. It was not. I swear. See, I let that go. I'm yeah. zen. Now. <laughs> um, all right, here we so, go. This you, you sectioned the book off in such a way that it's, it's not meant to be binged, I don't think. I think I told you that it's meant to be almost like a, a Thomas Merton New Seas of Contemplation. It's meant to be read like a section at a time and chew on those sections. At least that's how I would, if you were going to get the most out of this book, that's how I would read it. And I think I told you it's not, for me at least where I am, it's not an easy read. I don't think it's just something you just plow through yeah. and go, oh, well, that was an awesome book, and then nothing ever comes of it. I think it's meant to be savored. I think it's meant to be meditated upon. I think it's meant to be just to take little sections at a time and chew on those things. Yeah. Um, so that that would be my opening comment on that. I just I think that it's that kind of book. Don't don't get this book and think, oh, I'm just going to blow through this on the beach or well, something. I think no. you I think <laughs> you can do that, but yeah. like you're not gonna you're not gonna get the you're most. You're gonna want to get through. I it think again. you definitely want to. You want to be introspective with this book. I I, I texted you today. I finished this. Uh, I said I finished your book last night. Uh, much needed for me right now. Thanks for writing. Then I put, I can't escape the fact that you're right, but most days I don't want to hear it because the narrow way is too fucking difficult. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think, you know, I would kind of chew on sections of it after I read them and be like, fuck. Like, I mean, that was kind of, you know what I mean? Like I would read that. I think I even told you Sunday when I saw you, like it's exactly what I need to hear, but I don't really want to hear it, which is kind of your MO. Um, you say things that people need to hear, but maybe don't necessarily want to hear. Um, yeah. So I'll say a lot of things to all that. Well, yeah. let me, let me no, say let, one, let him go ahead and say, I was going to say yeah. one more no, go thing ahead. is that I think, Grant, thanks I, for coming on the podcast. And I think I told you this, that I think this is your magnum opus. Like, I don't know where you go from here. I'm sure you'll find somewhere to go, but this is the book that you were meant to write for sure. So I thought the end of the world book was the magnum opus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my book is called uh, Beauty and the Wreckage, Finding Peace in the Age of Outrage. Yeah. It came out today. It's my third book. My first book um, Unearthed. was more like Isaiah walking around naked for three days yelling at people. <laughs> right. And, and it's stuff that people needed to hear, but you know, a lot of people weren't listening and... My second book was completely tongue in cheek. Yeah, it was, it was great. It I was, mean, this book is great too. It's totally different than that. Yeah, that was way different. That was a fun. That read. was great in a different yeah, way. That was yeah. a fun read. I was just it, it, the, the critique that I got from the first one was that it is super serious, and and it was for a point. If it was for a reason. Yeah. The second one, you know, I had a situation where I'm not going to go into the details, but some people I know were getting into 
uh, end of the world and stocking up good, you know, supplies and goods. And I was just like, I am done. I am over that. So I wrote the uh, book and then the end will come, which was completely tongue in cheek, you know, just, but, but it was serious. It, it, yeah. it, the main point of it was people can get so obsessed about the future that they, they neglect their purpose and identity today. And so that, I mean, it was a great point, but with this one, um, I would say that this is closest to my heart. This yep. is the one yeah. that is the fullest expression yep. of like, if anybody really wants to know where I'm coming from and what I feel and what I think. Yep. And like, th this is it. This, yep. this book has had, somebody wrote me today and said, Oh, it was uh, Derek Blaylock said, well, I didn't know I was going to start crying in the, in the introduction. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. I cried writing the whole, whole thing, yeah. you yeah. know? And, the one thing that I want to say, you know, to kind of pull together what you guys said at the beginning is first off, thanks for reading it. Um, Half reading it. I, <clears throat> I don't, I, I want people to know like with this book, th there is no sense of pretentiousness. Nope. There is no sense of like, I'm right and you're wrong. There's no sense. I mean, mm -hmm. like everything that I say is coming from, my heart and like what I've experienced and there's nothing that's like telling people this is what you have to do or here's the five steps or here's the fill in the blank or here is, you know, it's, it's not a self-help book. It is 100% just my heart. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's written from lived experience. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, the, I, it's basically you know, 2017. It's, I can read, life. I can read the stuff that you talk about on suffering, about how suffering is the teacher that sort of, can lead us toward God shalom, which is completely ass backwards if from an American mindset. Yeah. But like you go to great lengths to talk about the shit that you dealt with in the last like two years. Yeah. And so when you say those words, it's different than like some 19 year old dipshit that has never actually experienced anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. it's from a rooted perspective. Yes. It's from a, it's from a lived experience. I yeah. mean, it's you're like you said, when, when, it's good that you say that because when I read this, I had the same thought of, yeah, Ooh. this book is Brandon. Like yeah. this is just yeah. this is oh yeah. If I had, if somebody was like, how would you describe Brandon Andrus? Which I get asked all the time. Here's a book. <laughs> uh, if you, how would you describe Brandon Andrus? I would just tell him go read this book because mm -hmm. that is, yeah. I kept hearing as I'm reading it. Yeah, yeah, I did too. All right, so when you do the audiobook, are you gonna like do the soundtrack <laughs> no. as well? That is actually one of my questions. <laughs> no. um, are you doing an audio book for this? Uh, yep. Nice. I'll read it for you. Yep. So <laughs> one of my, that kind of goes into one of my questions. So I did, I, when I read the book, it was, um, I, I heard it in your voice. It was yes. very, it, it, and I can always tell whenever I know an author really well is whenever I read them and I, and I hear their voice in yep. the words. Um, but one thing I wanted to point out, and I don't know if you've written this anywhere, but uh, I know just because I know you um, that you had a soundtrack for the book while you were uh, music that you were listening to. Yep. Um, and we'll, we'll post it in the, sh in the show notes, the, the soundtrack. It's like all two live crew. <laughs> yes. It's all two live crew. Um, w was there, were there any specific songs? And this is, this is like a later into the, the interview question, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'm going to do it right up here. Cause I, we're, we're talking about it. Any songs that really encapsulate, or, or helped you through writing this book? Um, so yeah, the playlist is on Spotify and it's called Beauty and the Wreckage. And yep. <clears throat> I really just started putting hey, together the songs. The books. Hey, a book out of that? <laughs> if you search Brandon Andrus, it, it pops right up. Yeah. And none of, 
<laughs> Same. Uh, wow. Oh, gosh. What's up, buddy? Yeah, so music is a huge part of my life, yep. yeah. and I love music, and I think that there's it, there's that visceral part of the music that just kind of resonates with the words that I speak. And that's why I think my podcast ends up with a lot of music in it because yeah. and wait, the one for Steve Austin is going to come out when his book comes out. It's all it's, Garth Brooks covers. Yeah. I got friends. <laughs> it, is, no it is really amazing. Um, but yeah, whenever I, <laughs> so I, I put a bunch of songs that relate to the content of the book, Yeah. but then there are certain songs in the playlist that like were with me in the moments that of happened. the stories that I'm writing. Yeah. And so, you know, one of the big ones for me was Iron and Wine, Passing Afternoon. And there's just a great story about walking in the Grand Canyon. And, you know, I I can tell that later. But um, one of the big ones was when we were going through um, Abbott dying and just kind of walking through that with Adam and Jackie in our house church. Um, For people who don't know, Abbott was the 15 year old son of Adam and Jackie, who's been a part of our house house church for 12 years. And there was some songs by Mount Wolf that uh, we were listening to already my family. And around that time after he died, I wanted to do a tribute podcast to him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I contacted Mount Wolf and told them what happened. And they allowed me to use the stems from Nice. a couple of their songs oh, wow. nice. in that. And so, I mean, it was just amazing. So, I mean, I included some songs from Mount Wolf in there and I mean, Sigur Rós is in there and yeah. obviously mm-hmm. it is, but Sufjan Stevens is represented and Billy's I, I, favorite, <laughs> um, an artist that, um, many people may not know as well as many rooms. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's just a, a great female vocalist that I've gotten to know. Who's really super deep theologically. Uh, I think she's in her twenties, but, um, I included at the front of a couple of chapters, um, some lyrics from her yeah. that I put in there. So there's a big tie in between the music that's on there and some things that I was going through or what we were listening to at the time of the book. But I, I wanted to make the playlist because it's another angle and, and it actually kind of flows, um, with the content of the book. So yeah. like I put them in order so that the introduction, the first chapter all the way through the end kind of, um, tells the story yeah. topically. Yeah. I'm glad to ask that question. Cause I think, I think if people pick up this book, the music is, is, is a great piece of it. And mm-hmm. I, I, I really enjoy the playlist and in listening to it as I was reading too. So can we talk about, um, so the introduction, uh, you talk about some of the, the major losses you had in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it seems to me that those losses are kind of what prompted the book. Could you talk about um, loss and how loss shaped you? So I wrote the first chapter and maybe like the fourth chapter in 2016. Okay. I, I kind of had this moment. Um, it was three days and it was just full on just like, I've never experienced this in my life ever, but it was just profound joy for no reason. No, that you couldn't explain it. And I could just feel it and I could feel it pouring over me and just showering me. And the only thing that I can say is that it felt like a download. And, and Mm. I, I remember sitting, uh, in an office and I just start typing 
and what ended up being about 20 pages of notes. But in that I wrote the first chapter and then what, what at the time would have been the second chapter. And I think I came on the podcast and you guys asked me what I was working on. And I mentioned this book, but after I was on the podcast, I, I walked away from it because I thought, I mean, you guys can imagine if you're going to write a book, you have to do something where you number one, have something to say. And then number two, it's like a a marathon. You have to have some passion and intensity all the way through it. You've got to, you know, for the duration of it. And for me, that is such an exhausting, I, whenever somebody says something about writing a book, it exhausts me to think about it. And I, I, I can't even believe that I've done it, but so all of that happened in 2000, I think it may have been like 15 or 16. And then I, I put it all to the side and just saved it. And then 2017 hit and it was just one catastrophe after another. And it started off in January and our, we had to put our 18 year old dog to sleep, which was, I will even cry now talking about it yeah. because I mean, God, I, it was like in the uh, introduction. I was like, Jesus, Brandon, like <laughs> he killed old Yeller uh, right off the get go. Like I was like literally like sitting there trying not to cry. Like for fuck's sake, you're starting out with it's, this. I know. Yeah. And so <laughs> it was like, start the book out loud. Brandon's like, fuck you. Here's my, my dog. Here's my dead dog. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> man. Oh man. I'm just playing with you guys. Yeah. Um, no, but so, you know, our, it was our dog. It's our mutual friend, Kim and Wilfred. Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, God, that was ugh. full term and giving birth to their son. And he died as he, as they gave birth to him. Ollie. And it just, I mean, those two things alone were just crushing me. And then right after that is in February is when Abbott died. Hmm. And after that, um, you know, I mentioned in the book, I go off to Alaska with Adam Abbott's dad and go backpacking. And then I come home and I find out that my work partner of eight years has cancer that has spread to her lung and liver. And then she died in, um, thanks around Thanksgiving. Yeah. And I swear to God, I, (laughs) I mean, man, I, I even say it in the book. It's like, don't, don't try to relativize pain and don't try to relativize suffering because I was going to say this later, but pain and suffering, um, it it crosses, it crosses everything like people experience. And that's just it. You can't say that there's like, you know, certain socioeconomic groups that experience it more or less or different races or cultures or whatever. It's like the one common there are many common things that we share and it is pain and suffering and heartache but we can also experience those other things like love and joy right. and all those things yeah. so you know i whenever i i mentioned in the book that the pain that and suffering that we all experienced during that time is not the world's worst and we acknowledge that i acknowledge that it's not the holocaust it's not right. you know the trail of tears it's not yeah. the civil rights movement and slavery and everything else that happened and, and yeah. i understand that but it's like there is so much pain inside that i was carrying yeah. and and, and it's so much more beyond that. It's it's the actual events that happen, but then it's the ripple effect of relationships yep. and communities and, and the weight that you carry of the burden that other people are carrying, right? Sure. So you're carrying your own, but you're carrying others yep. and trying to be strong for people. And I was I got to the point where I thought, man, you you had this moment 
where you wrote these words of just joy mm. and then you've experienced this deep, deep pain. And I thought, how do you reconcile the two? Right. Can you even reconcile it? And then I got thinking, I was like, you know, Jesus said they came to give us life to the fullest. And I thought in that moment, like, man, if, if Jesus came to give us life to the fullest, then how does that even work? Because I don't know. Yeah. Right. But, you know, understanding also that he wrote that, or he didn't write it. He said that to... <laughs> yes, Brad, Jesus wrote the Bible. Did you not listen he in said church? That, he said that to a group of... To an oppressed minority. That's right. Like, yeah. to a people that were literally suffering. Right. He's the one saying, I came to give you life and have it abundantly. And there had to be people in that group going, man, fuck this guy. Are you kidding me? Whatever that sounds like in Aramaic. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... And so I, I keep coming back to that. You know, Jesus is saying the things that he is saying, not to a group of privileged, rich people, but to a group of, because his harsh words were for, for the privileged, privileged yeah. rich people yeah. and the powerful. That's right. But he's giving words of hope to people that were in deep <laughs> suffering, yeah. like literally watching their friends die. And, or, and, and that's something that... Completely we, destitute and poor and oppressed and under the boot of Rome right. and everything else. Yep. And so the suffering that you put in the book that you talk about, with your, <clears throat> that lends to me, it lends credibility to what you're saying because it doesn't come across to me as just, oh, it's just another privileged white dude talking about how we should be joyful. Because you're talking about, no, no, no like I went through some serious crap yeah. in 2017 and here's all the stuff I went through and this is what I've learned through it. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like there's there's like the the wisdom and the joy on the other side of pain. Yeah. And there's the wisdom and the joy of an 18-year-old that doesn't know any better. Yeah. Those are two different things. Like I thought I knew what I was talking about when I was 18 or 19 <laughs> years old or even like fresh out of Bible college. I just had this conversation with et cetera today. We were riding in the car and <laughs> you need a shirt that says straight out of Bible college of like, but like, you know, I thought when I was, when I was 22, I thought I knew what life was about. You had the biblical answers. I would you had love, no I told him, experience. I said, I, they would never have me yeah. back. I would love to go to my, my college yeah, right. and yeah. talk to the students and be like, you guys don't know freaking anything you're gonna get your ass you don't kicked. know anything you are gonna go out of these doors i want you to know this yeah you're gonna go out and you're gonna get your asses handed to you and it is gonna be glorious <laughs> and you're gonna get fired and then you're gonna start a because podcast. i'm saying but what i'm saying is it is going to be i did i got my butt kicked mm -hmm. up yeah. every side six days and sunday like just up and up and down kick got my butt kicked <laughs> in the and name I've of jesus all this yeah and my life is better for it yep <clears throat> stick with it yep so I, I really got that from the book. I got the, it, it is, it is joy and life on the other side of pain. Yeah. Which to me has more credibility than just some like food blogger on <laughs> or whatever going, Oh man, this is life is great. Like, well, know. and yeah, I mean, I, I thought of a problem I, with food bloggers. No, nah, not really. Okay. I thought of these words whenever you're talking, cause in the, um, maybe the first chapter I say today, as I write these words, I'm one, one degree of separation away from friends whose marriages are wrecking or are completely wrecked friends who've had, uh, friends who have children go growing up without the support or involvement of other, of the other parent or who are suffering through the emotional pain of it. A friend who just overdosed on drugs a few months ago and is now in prison. Another friend who was just charged with multiple drug related felonies 
friends and family who are battling with for their lives with cancer, our best friends who just lost their teenage son in a fatal accident, my work partner of eight years who just died of cancer, leaving a husband and two middle-aged children behind, another friend with three young children who just lost her husband to brain cancer, a friend who just died in a car accident a couple of months ago, a friend who only has a few weeks left to live because of bone cancer. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. Well, it, it, you those aren't just friends either. Those aren't like like a pastor's friend. Oh, I know I have no. a guy. Those are yeah, like yeah, your. Yeah. That's your friends. tribe. That's like your. That's circle, your tribe. Yeah. yeah, and it reminds me like you were saying all that. Don't get a big head about this, but like it reminded me of like the Apostle Paul saying, "I've been beaten. I've been shipwrecked. I've been like all this shit, and I still have joy." Essentially, like, I've seen the dragon. I can still say that life is still good. Exactly. Like, yeah. and, and that's what that reminds me of, and that's why, like I said, it lends credibility. One thing I want to talk about is um, I had this underline you were talking about in the story because when you talk about pain leading to joy, you you have to have a certain a different set of eyes to even see that that's possible. Yeah, a, a different way of seeing. And you talk about that in the book, and you have this story about how you absolutely hate dandelions, which I'm the same yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. I want like a nice yard. And your your daughter Caroline at one point. You, know, you were like, how can I get rid of these things? They're all over my yard. And she was like, these things are beautiful, Daddy. Have you ever seen these? You're like... And I stuck the knife in my chest. Yeah, exactly. You're like, well, shit. Like, I guess there is some beauty to that that I've never seen. And so, like you said, in, uh, that may have been the first time in my life when I realized how dramatically our seeing alters how we perceive and experience this life. Yeah. And I think, like, personally speaking, the the crap that I've been through with failed churches, failed yeah. ministry, financial problems and on and on and on, like has given me a new way to see yeah. things and see, have more wonder in my life and take less things for granted. <clears throat> so talk, if you could just for a minute about like a different way of seeing the world and what, how, why that's important. Yeah. I mean, I think it, the story is perfect because whenever I was growing up, my dad still like, <laughs> If he sees weeds in his yard, he will hi, kick Brandon's he, dad. He will, he hi, will, Brandon senior. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, he, he will kill the entire yard just to re wow. seed it. Wow. And so growing up, and I, I'm not saying that as like a jab to him. It's like, he really likes nice lawns. Yeah. And so me growing up, like no joke, I tried to mow this past week and half the time I mowed and half the time I was pulling up weeds out of my yard. <laughs> yeah, I get but, like that. But I, you know, it's really interesting because whenever I would come around and see my own lawn, I would get angry. Yeah. Like, and, yeah, and, right. and you know, so, and, and this is why it's important is because we grow up with kind of taking in everything and, uh, making making it a part of who we are, and we don't ever second guess or think think for a second about all of the ways that we automatically react to so whatever stimuli it is, right? Yeah. So for me, it was in the story just seeing the weeds and the dandelions in my yard, and I would immediately react, immediately react. Yeah, it, there wasn't any you know sense of, and I understand it's a story about dandelions, but at the same time, it it proves the point that there's an impulse that we always have towards certain stimuli and it makes us just react without taking a breath and contemplating and saying, you know what, let me step back from it and look at it differently. And I think in that moment yeah. it was my daughter 
who was four, four or five at the time. And I'm telling you, it almost knocked me out because I thought never once in my life have I thought that that was a beautiful flower. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. And and I thought, how many other things have I done that with? Yeah. I I think the, I think you could boil the essence of Jesus's message, message, message down to, we're going to start drug testing for the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I think you could boil the, the essence of what Jesus was here to say down to changing the way you see. Yeah. I mean, all the, I mean, everything you talked about with the kingdom was all about completely flipping on its head, how you see the world, how you see the poor and the marginalized, um, how you see prayer, how you see lust, how you see, you know, the Sermon on the Mount. It's literally just flipping everything the way the world views it on its head to the way that God is actually viewing it. Um, and so the, the idea of seeing things differently, I think is the key to literally everything in this. Cause we live out of impulse. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and I think that no one ever really challenges that no one ever. And, and honestly, as a culture, we don't even have the ability to even take a breath and say, to even recognize the impulse. Yep. You know, uh-huh. I, I think yeah. about the days whenever I used to fast and not to say that I'll never do it again, but it was a great moment of my life where I was kind of introducing this discipline that many people may view as just archaic, but introducing a discipline so I could, I could actually start noticing when my body was telling me what it wanted. Yeah, right? yeah sure. Right. It's a reset. It's a reset because it's sure. like, I want food. And it's like, well, wait, you're not in control here. Yep. Like, do you I, need it, food or do you want food? Right. Yeah. And, and I think once I started paying attention to that and started living in a way where I could tell my body and the um, impulses that I operated by, not to say that I'm perfect and I'm not, and I'm not, sure. not no, being preachy about this. I'm just saying that it, there's no question that we live in an impulsive culture yeah. and that sometimes we don't, we, we, we can't even step back for a second and just introspect or yeah. contemplate yeah. Yeah. or yeah, yeah, breathe yeah. and just say, before I automatically react, I'm going to try to see differently. Yeah. Can I see the situation differently? It's what the Buddhists talk about with mindfulness. That's all it is. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, you guys can make well, it's fun. Also, it's you also guys why can make, they, you guys can make fun of me for the mindfulness shit all you want. <laughs> I'm not but, making fun of you for the mindfulness stuff. I'm making no, just fucking everything else. No. You can make I'm not, like it's, mindfulness. Guys, I'm with mindfulness. I meditate. Like don't and I know I'm don't not, at me on that. I know I'm not perfect <laughs> at it, but like I'm not adding you. I'm at, never mind. Fuck you. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not. I lost my thought. All right. I have, damn a, I have a thought. No. No. I'm gonna get my thought out. God damn it. The idea that <laughs> I thought you needed theme theme music for thinking. Go ahead. No, go ahead. All right. All right. So no, I think I think I think it's something like you're saying. Like, I, I mean, it's it's also why I mean, mindfulness is why why uh, something like fasting is like a very Buddhist thing yeah. as well. Because, like, I think it's important sometimes to tell your body to go fuck itself. You know what I mean? So like, because I think yeah. you have to understand your brain is actually in control. Yeah. Not your not your physical impulses or yeah. not what should be in control. It should be your brain. Let your brain be in control. Yeah. And I think it's okay to tell your brain or tell your body no. Like, I don't need that right now. I can do without that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you get you sort of regain control of your body. It's something that I just suck at, like with fasting, because I don't really want to do it. But um something I've been thinking about. Go ahead. Can I? Yeah. 
Well, you had pushed the goddamn microwa- microphone away because from me. Because somebody so. was playing the Three's Company theme song. <laughs> it You're was welcome. not me. Um, so Speaking of impulsiveness. And <laughs> so don't, don't be them, Mike, Brandon. You're better than that. I'm sorry about him. <laughs> um, I mean, I think that's a thing that therapy has done is that you become way more introspective. You really try to um, control how you see the world. And again, Nobody's perfect at it. I'm not. Per- I threw. I broke my sunglasses the other day because I was mad. Like obviously, I'm not there yet. Yeah. And I don't know if there's a there. There's that you not. Get to. There's not no. a there. Right. Yeah. I think you just try to get better each day. And in the last few months have been really good for me in that respect. Overall, um, you try to. Why am I angry? Why am I frustrated? Why am I sad? Why am I yeah. like? You really try to see all those things from a completely different perspective and go, what is the what is really going on here? Mm-hmm. I'll just add one last point is. Th- I mentioned to some people the other day that um, we've really taken the Eastern part out of Jesus. We've taken <laughs> oh, yeah. all of the Eastern yeah. part out all of it. And I think that maybe we've talked about that on a previous podcast, but you know, you think about things like uh, meditation or solitude and all these regular rhythms of Jesus and the Western culture has basically said there, and, and, and there's no, there's no, um, I mean, we can completely understand why yoga is making a huge, you know, because sure. people are hungry for yeah, space where they can just yes. breathe again. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that's, I mean, that's the whole point of Sabbath in, yeah. the, in Eastern cultures. It's, I mean, Jewish culture was an Eastern thing, ancient Near East where Jesus lived. Like, and the idea of Sabbath is you, you're, it's to remind you at least one day out of the seven that you're you're not value your value is not based on what you produce it's not how many bricks you can make it's like it's exactly it's it's about it's taking one day to go you're not what you produce that's not the sum total of right. your value right. as a human being i mean that's why jesus was constantly fucking off to the woods yes and telling people <laughs> what well, he was telling people here. i mean he was literally just like i can't do that right now yeah. i can't heal right now i've got to go he's literally saying yeah. he uh, he's not he's not just you know praying to sky daddy out in the wilderness he's meditating he's he's doing those things that are are in the jewish tradition well it's not only that it's like he's just being a human being yes. yeah he because needs space we, we desperately need some space mm-hmm. yeah. a human being with boundaries i mean this part in your book where you say um it's every single moment of our lives even in the hardship even in the pain even in the wreckage where heaven and earth come together where a new reality births within us and we begin to see and experience all things differently. Like, man, that, I think I might've texted you right after that. Like it kind of kicked my ass. Like, because everything's gone in the last, you know, six weeks or so or whatever. And anything, everything's been going the last two and a half years and finally getting into therapy and all that stuff. Like that's what I keep finding is, 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 is that there's this new reality that's being sort of excavated out of me. I keep using that word excavating. And like the page before that, you say it is so good to be alive again. Yeah. yeah. Like you find when you sort of can piece, can sort of sift through all of the bullshit that's going on in your life, all of the wreckage in your life and find that, oh, wait, there is something. There is something there. Yeah. Even if it's just a, a, a tiny inkling of there might be something here or there might might be something here. You know, I mean, however many mites you might you want to put in there. That there's there there is something there that's worth excavating, that's worth pursuing, that's worth digging out of the ground. Um, you know, the pearl of great price that's to be found. Like it's it's that kind of thing. Like that 
that's that's why I think this book resonated so much. I, I think if I'd read this a year ago, it wouldn't have resonated nearly as much as it does right now where I am. Yeah. I want to talk about, uh, uh, sorry to interrupt, um, but I think it ties into what we've been talking about. You t- have a section of the book that where you talk about the two realities that we live in simultaneously, the heaven and earth. Could you talk about the difference between the two yeah. and, and, and the, the choice we make every day for that? Yeah, it's actually funny because the <laughs> with everything that I write, there's always a backdrop that I don't talk about in what I'm writing, but that is informing what I'm writing. And with this one, you guys know from the hell episode that, you know, I don't think that Jesus came as the one saying, you know, now you need to make your choice between heaven and hell. Yeah. And, and, and so I think that that kind of leads to a big question though, is like, if the point of Jesus is not, you know, to determine your eternal destiny in heaven and hell, then, What's it, what, what's the point? Uh-huh. And I think that the whole point is, is that it's fully 100% rooted in today. And, yep. and, and, and that's what informs the entire book. It's a book that deals with what's going on right now at this very moment and the tension that we live in between the two realities. And, yeah. and it's the, it, it's the realities that, you know, I mean, that kind of, that, that I basically talk about through the entire book of, of, well, I'll give you an example of one of the stories that's in it. Um, I got a text message. It was the middle of November. I got a text message from, um, I think it was my coworker's husband. And I was sitting outside, and I just found out that my uh, work partner had died. Yeah. yeah. And, like, at that moment, I just... I just started crying. Yeah. Like I just, when, whenever you work with someone and, you know, and I'm talking to her three or four times a day about work and business and I know what she and her family's doing on the weekend and I, you know, she knows what we're doing and we're going on vacation. What do you do? And then all of a sudden she's dead at 44 yeah. and my heart was just breaking yeah. and I'm thinking about her family and her kids and her mom and dad and she was an only child and how heartbroken they are and, at the same time that I'm sitting outside looking at my phone and just bawling, I see Will, my seven-year-old, who was probably six at the time, and he, he's running across the backyard with a Spider-Man outfit on, like yeah, sh- shooting, so sh- shooting, very on brand for Will, yeah. Shooting, yeah, shooting webs, Love that story. and and I started cracking up laughing, yeah, and I thought, my God, the tension that we're in, you know, yeah. the the. <laughs> it's, it's unenviable, but I, I think that that is just telling truth. And, and mm-hmm. I, I think that the thing that I want people to know from reading this is that there's no easy answers in this, yeah. you know, it's really just walking people into this tension and saying that we have a choice every single day of how we see, yeah. of how we be, of how we live, how we respond, how we love, how we care for people, how we serve yep. others. And it's not Pollyanna. It, th- this book is so far from a Pollyanna book. And honest yeah, yeah. to God, whenever I look at the Amazon charts to see which books are ahead of mine, and I see all of the five steps to whatever, it just yeah. pisses me off. Yeah, and yeah. it just makes me so frustrated because I'm like, this is not the... Th- th- those are five steps of like glossing over the heartache and the pain and the tension that we live within. Yeah. 
And all I'm trying to do is just be honest. That's it. I'm just trying to be honest yeah, right. to say, this yeah. is where we're at. This is what I've gone through. And that through. comes across in the book. For yeah. Sure. And so, I mean, basically that's it, Michael. It's like, it's, it's just the recognition of saying it's the Romans eight, you know, all of creation groans and longs for liberation from the curse. And so it's like, I don't necessarily like go on this diatribe of preaching a sermon about Romans eight, but yeah. I'm like, here's what Romans eight is feeling like for me in my real yeah. life. Yeah. Right. Right. Sure. All right, let's let's talk about because it's such a huge theme of the book. Shalom. Uh, I would say it's probably the theme of the book. I don't know if you would agree with that, but yep. that's kind of what I get. Uh, well, and you the say subtitle finding shalom. <laughs> no, it says peace. Uh, <laughs> See, I don't know if you knew that shalom <laughs> is the actual Hebrew oh, word. Is it? Oh, for yeah, peace. Yeah, cool. But it also means other things as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I don't have my headphones in, so I can't hear the crickets. <laughs> I'm gonna let. So. Uh, <laughs> you dick. This quote, you said the kingdom of God is shalom. Yeah. It's the life we were always meant to live because that is the only place where life to the fullest is found. Yeah, so talk, found- yeah, talk about shalom. I underline that because I loved that line. Um, so talk about shalom, what it is, what it isn't, um, and talk about its accessibility yeah. to us. So I have been wrestling since 2010 trying to figure out a different way to say the kingdom of God because... Nobody gets it. Yeah. You know, I grew up in church and people say the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, all it refers to is future distant heaven. And it's not, it's, is it, it's present in breaking reality in our lives. And I thought we need, we need better language. We need better ways of talking about this that actually makes sense. And so what ended up happening, <clears throat> believe it or not, it, it was on this episode where I said it for the first time and it was in response to Brad and I have no idea what the context was. <laughs> you, I think it was the hell episode. You said, so what's the point anyway? And I said, Shalom. And that was the first time that I said it. Huh. And you're welcome, buddy. Yeah, you're welcome. I feel like I co-wrote the book. <laughs> yeah, where, where's the where, where's Brad's byline? <laughs> in this? That's fine. I'll get my, well, I did, I did get a backhanded mention. Yeah, you got book. a backhanded We can talk mention, about yeah. that. Yeah, I feel like I did too. <laughs> So the, the funny thing is, is that you have the words of Jesus who say, who says, I have come that you might have life to the fullest. Mm-hmm. And whenever Jesus talks about life to the fullest, whenever he talks about life of abundance, whenever he talks about, um, my peace, I give you my peace, I leave with you. Right. Whenever you look at the Greek word crickets, um, it's, it's Aaron, it, I'm not, a, I don't pronounce No, See, I love this shit. So yeah. go ahead. Yes. Jerking off. No, I love that shit. So jerking off. There you go. Thank you, father. Um, <laughs> I, I did hear Richard Roy's review yeah. when, whenever he was reading it is what he said. I'm jerking off right oh. now. Wow. Well, God damn it. I told you not to play that clip. <laughs> I, I hate help. you so much. Right now. My, go ahead, Brandon. So in the New Testament, whenever they talk about peace, it's Aaron Yeah, I believe it. I don't know how to say it, but um, in, in in the Hebrew Old Testament, it's Shalom. Yes. Okay? Yeah, right, right. So people might say, well, how, how do you make the connection? The Septuagint that we know is the Greek translation of the Hebrew Bible. Yes. Because whenever, you know, uh, Judaism was expanding. There were Jews who were Greeks. Yep. They couldn't understand Hebrew, so they had to translate it for the Greeks. So they translated the word shalom into Arane. So basically, there's a consistency from the Old Testament yes. to the New of uh, Jesus talking about shalom, yep. of Jesus talking, I've come to give you peace. I've come to leave you peace. I've come to leave you shalom. And so the way that I describe that is... 
it's being an integrated, it's fully integrated human. Yep. And, yep. and, and you it's also n- describe it as enlightenment. Like Absolutely. I think that kind wholeness. of, there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of words that are synonymous. Yeah. I, I used a lot throughout yeah. the book, wholeness, yep. completeness, harmony with all things, not just within yourself, but then it begins moving out from yourself into your relationships which ultimately then moves out into your community. And so I, I want to address something because I know that a lot of people who are listening may be very quick to say, okay, so you're writing a feel good book, even though there's a lot of pain there, there's a feel good book of what practical implication is Shalom. And I would say that Shalom is not an inactive word. It's a very, I'm not a passive word. It's a very active word. Yep. And yep. because if Shalom only stays within one person within you, then it hasn't realized its full potential because Shalom in its very essence is not just a greeting higher by it is something that you embody. It's, it's something that you extend to those who are closest to you. Right. And then it's something that you take into the world with you. Well, it's like our, you know, the word it gets translated into English as peace and that doesn't really do it justice. Like Rob Bell says, like, when we hear peace, we just hear the absence of conflict, yep, but that's yeah. not even begin to touch the depth of what Shalom means. Because like you said, it's wholeness, completeness, <clears throat> enlightenment, whatever joy, whatever you want to use. But like, and so, and, but what you're saying is like, you know, like another thing Rob Bell says is joy has a generative mm-hmm. property that's to right. it. Mm-hmm. Yep. That when you truly are joyful about something, I mean, he'll say like, you know, when, when you find something that brings you joy, what's the first thing you say to a friend? Like, Dude, check this out. Check this out. Like, yeah. you yeah. wanted you draw other that's people to right. that. Like, that's a it has a generative. It's it has an engine to it, uh, as as he puts it. Like, and and that's something you spend a great deal of time in the book talking about how shalom cannot just be a personal no thing. And 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 you notice that the trajectory of the whole book, yep. it it actually starts with obviously the conflict, but then as it goes through yep. this progression of what does the embodiment of Shalom looks like I actually start with the person and then I go into the relationships mm-hmm. and then I go into the community and the world. Yeah. And so you can kind of see it working its way out from that. Yeah. Yeah. To, to add on to what you're saying about Shalom, not being a, a passive thing. I feel like whenever I am at my most whole or most in, in Shalom, Um, it's cause I've worked really fucking hard to get there. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's taken all of my energy. Ironically (laughs) enough, the piece that you want takes a fight to get there. (laughs) Yes. It takes a lot of energy to, to get to that spot. So it's not just some hippie like, Hey man, it's, it's, it's hard work. It is hard work. And it's something that I think all of us at this table Mm -hmm. are consistently trying to, to cultivate in our lives. I'm right in the midst of it. Like, you know, you say in this one passage you say the truth is that your pain and suffering can be transformative passageway even while your heart aches even while your spirit groans like yes i i never have experienced that until now that and 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 let me say when i when we're talking about pain we're not talking about talking like a general discomfort we're talking like a, a like a soul heart like painful ache mourning almost <clears throat> it's a it's a deep well of grief and yeah. that you you feel like you're never going it's the, it's the pit that david talks about mm-hmm. you know I, and was it psalm 4 you pulled me up out, out of the pit it's that pit that you there's no bottom to it and there's no way up mm-hmm. and, and you just keep falling into it and you think how deep does this thing go yep. and then all of a sudden you realize 
that even in the midst of that, you're becoming something completely different than what you are. Mm. And that is what I've found in the last couple months, especially is that all of the pain, all of the, the pain and grief that I've suffered and that I've caused and the like, and I'm talking about pain that you cause too, like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's almost worse when you cause pain. The grief that comes from causing pain is almost is, is probably worse than pain that you've experienced yourself. What I, what I have found is in the last few months, I am literally a different person despite throwing sunglasses. <laughs> I am literally a different person than I was. And, 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 and there's almost a, weirdly enough, an excitement over a, a joy, I guess, a generative joy over where I think it's all heading. Yeah. If you, if you can get, going back to what we talked about earlier, if you can get the perspective to see, oh, this is going somewhere. I mean, you talk about joy or talk about suffering being a transformative thing. It absolutely is. I mean, it's what Roar talks about. The two great teachers are great Ugh. love and great suffering. I mean, I did and, not, and you want to punch people when they say it. Yeah, <laughs> I did not understand that until recently. Yeah. That it literally is the most trans. I think almost suffering more than love is the most transformative thing that can happen to you. It is, and I'll tell you that I I wrote that section that you just read because the narrative that we get within. Uh, much of the church is is whether intentional or unintentional you get the message that you can't carry those together yeah you know it's like if if you're gonna get healed if you're gonna be transformed then you've got to get beyond what you've been through and and i don't believe that at all i think that that's actually a lie i i think that it is okay and, and I believe this with all my heart. It is okay to carry your pain. It is okay to carry your suffering, even while you walk up that mountain. Sure. Even well, you, you say right here, and we do not have to feel guilty for holding this tension. We can hold and carry our pain and suffering with us while bearing witness to all that is good in life. And and that's yes. oh, it makes me want to cry because yeah. it's so true. It's 100%. like I. I don't know how many people that I know in my past who have felt bad for still aching, like, yeah. because, the, because they were afraid people would say that, well, God hasn't healed you of that yet, or Jesus yeah. hasn't. And it's like, no, I mean, again, it's rooted in Romans eight, where it says that all of creation is groaning yeah. presently. Yeah. And it's like, I actually believe that. And I got to tell you something about that passage really quick that just kind of blew my mind. I'm not a big, and I wrote this in my bonus chapter, which the little story behind the bonus chapter is I missed the deadline by a day of getting the bonus chapter in the book. Yeah. And it's probably the most personal chapter that I've written. And it's about me and my body pain and the things that I'm going through. But there's this, that passage in Romans eight, I'm not a fan of the King James at all. I, I never read it. I I will read every other version, but usually whenever I want to do a deep dive into a specific passage, I'll start looking at all the different versions to see what it says. The King James version of Romans eight says all of creation groaneth and travaileth travaileth. And I was like, wait a second. All the other contemporary versions just say, all, all of creation groans. Yep. So I went back and looked and I was like, what? Nerd I mean, alert. Yeah. Because you find out that not only are we doing this together, yeah. right? 
yep. collectively. But we find out that we are groaning, but we are in this painful circumstance. That's I think travaileth travaileth means to be in painful circumstances. Yeah. And we're doing it all together. And I thought, man, that's so much more robust. It's it's more I don't know, it speaks more deeply yep. to what I'm feeling it yeah. speaks more deeply yeah, to right. what a lot of people are feeling. And so, um, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. that's good. That's really good. Um, so I'm trying to think I've got a bunch of shit. Yeah. Let me just show you my questions. I've got still, well, I don't think we're going to get to Jeez, all my, we're not going to get to them. I'm yeah. super prepared. Let's do rapid like, fire. No, I, <laughs> I don't think any of these are rapid fire. <laughs> Let's talk about your inner being and the, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, so, did you have a question? No, go, okay. go for it. Okay. I'll, so yeah, I'll um, one, of the, one of the things I want to bring up about the book, and I think it's super important, um, and uh, let me, I'm trying to find what find it. There's literally that many questions. So um, in the book, there, you, you do talk about pain. You do talk about suffering. Yep. Um, but as you go through the book, you take on some of the topics that make me cringe, um, <laughs> like in, in very real ways yep. and, and you reconstruct those yep, topics. Yep, yep. And, and I don't know that I have a question about it, but I want to, I want, this is a selling point for me for, yep. for if somebody's looking for a book that talks about these things, Here this we go. is the book. Let's do it. Um, being born again. Yes. You talk about, uh, Bar- sin. Barnegan. Yes. You talk about forgiveness. Yes. Talk about a relationship with God. Yep. Repentance as well. Baptism. Yep. Prayer. Yep. You talk about the cross. Yep. And it's all through a new lens. Yep. And it's all all really great shit. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. I I, I say go buy the book, um, for sure. Um, but. Those those are some hot topics that he talks about, and uh, it's it's shit we need to it's shit we need to get through. So, my book is for everyone, and so mm-hmm. you guys have you guys have always said that I'm kind of that taint between uh, <laughs> evangelical between the assholes of the evangelical. He's the bridge between the, the assholes and the ball sack of the world. So, in every way that I am going to push and challenge any progressive who reads the book, this is the part that's going to challenge every conservative. Evangelical that reads the book. I want to say that going into writing this, I I think the lens that I was viewing all of this through is through a purely relational lens because the entire book, the the book can only exist in relationship, and so for sure I can. The only way that I can even extend that outward is to receive that, and I think that that's exactly what I was talking about with God. So I'll give you one example, and then we'll go on. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you, it was. It wasn't like bullet points that you had. No, it, no, it no, was no. like this was a natural yes. progression mm-hmm. of the yep. book, and I was like, oh, I got to write that down. And I, each little section, I would like, I would go back and add to my question. Yeah. So. so one one point that I'll make is just about sin. Is that I write in the book, and and the book Stop is masturbating. not. <laughs> the book is not super duper Michael. theological. It's more, you know, Me? stories and narrative. So you cover yourself with a sheet. God can't see you. <laughs> <laughs> so I talk about uh, sin. And I said that somewhere between 75 to 80% of the time that the word sin is used in the Bible, it's used as a noun, which typically we hear it as a verb. And as a noun, we, underst- we start understanding it differently because as a verb, it's all the naughty little things that you shouldn't do, right? Yep, and that's right. the way that we've grown up. But if you understand like it as a Michael. Right. 
If we really, ever- <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna call me out of this, Harry Palms over there. You need to go and get your uh, your uh, palms relasered for the hair removal. <laughs> <laughs> so if we understand sin, people don't understand how difficult it is to be on this podcast to, to make a point. Yeah, I'm sorry buddy. about anything. That's my fault. We're actually, trying to so. do better and and do this at the same time. And drink. Um, so eighty seventy five days were sentenced and down, which means that it's a position or a place in which we find ourselves. Sure. It's an actual place. Because if you look at the word, it's harmartia, mm-hmm. which means to miss the mark. It's a pla- yeah, place, right. a position. And so to me, that all that's saying is, is there's a place that we find ourselves that's in disconnection from the divine. Sure. Right? And so it's a relational disconnection. Mm-hmm. And and so that's simply the point that I'm going to make is obviously whenever you live out of disconnection, there's something that's going to flow outward from that, right? Because if you're not living in life, you're living in death. Yeah. So I make it fully relational. And I think that as we kind of build on these ideas from born again to sin to, you know, I think I made one of the points that, um, you know, we, we are not ministers of forgiveness. We are ah, ministers of reconciliation. That was the part I was bringing point. up next, actually. Yeah. yeah. And and to, that's kind of mind-blowing because everybody wants to make the entire narrative of Jesus, of the New Testament about, um, you know, the decision point is forgiveness. And you need to make that choice right now. Yep. And I'm saying, well, actually everybody's forgiven for all time. Yeah. Done deal. Yeah. And, and that's why you've been asked to just simply go out and to reconcile all things yeah. and be a minister yeah. of reconciliation and not a minister of forgiveness. So there's going to be a lot that I get a lot of hatred. The one stars that I end up getting will be from that. But yeah. I, I, the thing that I would challenge people to Fuck do is them. like re, read, <laughs> read those, read those sections. And I mean, I think it's a huge selling point yeah. of the book. And, and, so, and another, to your point, though, so the there is a lot of inclusive language in the book, which I deeply, deeply appreciate, but I also hate yep. because you're not just inclusive for the yeah. left. You're inclusive for the Republicans. You're inclusive yep. for everybody. You're talking about one uh, new humanity. Okay, well, yeah. that that brings up that brings <laughs> up the reconciliation point. So, 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 so first of all, thank you, yeah. thank you for the inclusivity. So much inclusivity that it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, so I appreciate yeah. that. No, that's and that's no, really, I, really, I do appreciate. I but know. that's what okay. I was coming. Well, that's what I was talking about when I was telling you, like, it's exactly what I needed to hear, but don't want. I've yeah. been so full of freaking hatred, like, yeah, for the right and for Christians and for whatever. Like, I needed to hear it. I didn't want to hear it. But yeah. like the the part when you're talking about the difference between ministers of reconciliation and which is what Christians are called in the New yeah, Testament. Yeah, yeah. And ministers of forgiveness is completely different that we have been sort of kind of peddlers of forgiveness in the church. But the reality is not even peddlers is even the right word. Gatekeepers, gatekeepers, absolutely of, of forgiveness. Like where we are the ones that offer that, whether it's through a priest or whether it's, Hey, once you get baptized, you're forgiven. Fuck that. I remember sitting in church as a youth minister, when that hit me, the, the pastor, and I, I loved him to death. He was a great guy. But I remember he was talking about how Christians should be forgiving people, which is a great, yes, absolutely. But I remember having this light bulb moment of when he was talking about that going, so we're supposed to forgive without being asked first. 
But why do we hold God to a different standard? <laughs> That's then? it. Because what we're saying is then, but God waits until we're fucking baptized or we say the prayer yeah, or right. whatever. No, no, no. Like, so we're better than, we're supposed to be better than the creator? What the fuck are well, I mean, you talking even, about? Like, then even Jesus would be contradictory exactly. to God. I mean, we are, yes. we are agents of uh, preemptive forgiveness well, as God. God exactly, is. and that's and that's when I started reading the New Testament differently. That's right. And what they were saying was, and even Paul's in his lists of like, stop doing this, 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 and this. It's always within the context of like, guys, you've already been forgiven. Yeah. So like, why the like live that way? Why the fuck would you do any of this stuff when you're already you're already forgiven? Live in that reality. Right. That's exactly. Live it. like you're actually free. Like, why would you, I mean, that's the whole point of Galatians. Stop living by the law. None yeah. of it fucking matters. Yeah. All it can do is tell you what you've done wrong. All of it's been forgiven. You are free because Christ has set you free. Done deal. Period. For it's a time. done deal. Yeah. And I remember thinking of the word forgiveness. Forgiven. Yep. Meaning like it was given before you fucking asked for it. Yeah. <laughs> You're already forgiven. Like there's no like stipulation on that. That was a huge huge revelation in my life years ago that I've tried to live out of that reality. But like, I, I loved that point about we're ministers of reconciliation. And that's what I see your work is like And what's what the thing about it is it's not popular because when you're reconciling two opposing viewpoints, which look at our country right now, it's nothing but opposing viewpoints. And it's where I'm at right now where I'm absolutely just full of hatred. And I hate that about myself. I'm trying my best to sort sure. of move on for that, but I'm really having a hard time. Um, I read a book like this, and you're saying we're ministers of reconciliation. I'm like, God damn it. Like, <laughs> this is where you're the taint. Like, <laughs> but the, t- the taint is a necessary part of the human body. Yeah. Like, it is would it? just be a, it would just be, <laughs> you'd it? be shitting all of your balls without the taint. <laughs> So like, well, Brandon, Brandon, some of us kind of do that anyway. Brandon so. keeps, Brandon keeps this country from shitting all over its balls. So wow. like, that's the, that's, that's what the sh- subtitle should be. That's the, actually, for women, the hashtag for women keeps you from getting UTIs. That's the, that's the blurb I should have written for this. That's going to be my Amazon title. Brandon, right Brandon should keep, keeps you from sh- the country from shitting on its own balls. So like, but that's, but reconciliation, <laughs> but here's the thing. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to say this. If somebody writes that on Brandon's book, hit us up with a screenshot. Just, just the first person. But that's really... We'll but get that's, you a celebrity candle. But that's really what... Yeah, that's really what the... what I mean, that's kind of what Jesus was doing too was reconciliation. He yeah. was saying, yeah, no, right. no, no, no. Like, it was the... He, Jesus was the... The embodiment of what it looks like to live by matter and... When matter and spirit are one. Yeah. When, when, you know, you, we call it the God man, but what it really means is when matter and spirit are one, that's what it looks like is in Jesus. That's a reconciliation. And so he shows up and he tries to reconcile. I mean, his followers are people that hate Rome, people that love Rome, that are working for Rome, like Matthew, the tax collector. And then you got Judas who's like, no, fucking kill them all. He brings them together. And this is, he is a minister of reconciliation and it got him killed. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's a fucking hard place to be in, and it's 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 the the reconciliation is the narrow way. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm convinced that yep, that is the, that's the narrow way that Jesus was talking about is to live in such a way that you're you're trying to bring these opposing viewpoints together in love and go no 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 it's all about love what none of this all none of this it's matters. Not, it's not mental love. It's it, it, exactly. It, it's it, a it, sacrificial yeah. body bodily like I will put myself on the line to make this happen. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. All right, Michael, rapid fire. Here we go. All right. Um Let's talk about suffering again. No. Um, okay. Uh, rapid fire. Uh, I love that you quoted the movie Avatar. No question. Just a statement. Yep. Uh, what's, your, what's your favorite type of mayonnaise? The kind you throw in the trash. You have a favorite brand? Uh, my wife buys Hellman's, but okay. I like Miracle Whip. All right. All right, go. Preach. Wait, you're a Miracle Whip guy? Huh. Well, I used to I'll do either. I told, I, you, I told you yesterday while we were texting, I was going to ask you what your favorite I, mayonnaise was. I won't uh, hold my nose up at either one. Okay. Um uh, I want to know if your wife listens to our, our podcast when you're on it. No. Thank God. Never. She's, she's the smarter. My, my wife. Does she know that you're here right now? Yes. Does she think you're getting your taxes <laughs> Does done? Does she know you're here? Does she, she think you're getting your taxes done? It would be better if she thought you were having an affair. She, she, would say, <laughs> she would say otherwise, but I'm I'm not convinced that she's read most of what I've written ever, but she would say that she absolutely has. So but it I, works. I mean, she, she probably has, but... Yeah. Uh, in your book, you use the phrase uh, <laughs> "penetrate head first. <laughs> Why'd you do that? Because I wanted to, wanted you to quote it and use it as a hashtag. Okay. Um, <laughs> Wait, is there another way to penetrate? It's just penetrate like, head first. Like that's not healthy. First. Mushroom first. I mean, I whoever can find the page. I go for fist that. first personally. Oh, oh. Jesus! <laughs> wow. No, you don't. No, you uh, fucking don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. Um, this is your, is this your first book that's explicit? Yes. You had an F word in there. I can't wait to hear you say it. When you get the audio book, let me know so I can just, I can just copy. <laughs> He's just clip that out. page. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um, uh, uh, the playlist is in the show notes. Okay. Um, you mentioned the bonus chapter. How can people get that? Just send an email to... Contact me any way you want. Beauty and wreckage at gmail.com is the easiest. Or just receipt. Facebook, whatever. Just receipt, just let me know. So and I mean, I'm, I'm not going to be stingy about it. Whoever wants it can read it. Uh, it it yeah, only makes I, sense if you have the book. Yeah, for sure. I had so much more shit I wanted to Man, do. I have yeah. got so many questions. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, we didn't even talk about we the We should have done part two. We should have one again next week. We... Um, if our guest fails, we'll we'll call you. We'll do fun a friend. Um, it's possible. It's happened. Um, we didn't even get to the most amazing story, which is yep. worth the price of admission for the whole book. But yeah. I did tell it on another episode, yes. but by the book. But by the book. You weren't here for that. And there's pictures. Though. Oh, that's right. There's pictures you were too. in that. Yeah, I, that's right. I, I listened to it. I was here. Yep. You were um, hunting bears in Canada. Yes. I was. Uh, yes. Not, and not showering. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was not showering. <laughs> I'm in the wilderness. What do you want me to do? Hey Michael, are we still recording? Uh, we are still recording. Sweet. I actually have it up to make sure that Neat. that we're still recording. Yep, you're welcome. Um, yeah, I, I have so many more questions. Just rapid those are, those fire. Are, those are I'll my give you like fiber. one sentence answer. Come on. Uh, last okay. album I listened to all the way through Counting Crows, August Everything After. Oh, yes, man, uh, one of the best '90s albums. Okay, um, are you, are you and, wanting a lightning round? I'm, I'm, go, I'm going Invisibility. Lenny, uh, Lenny loves that album, by the way. Really? He just told me. Yeah, oh, it's so good, man. Yeah. Now go ahead with more of the questions, really quick. 
Do you really want me to? Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll give you quick answers. Right, here, here's one that I always ask for everyone. I told you I was going to flip it on you. Yep. So I told you I'd ask you this question. So um, in the book, you have discussion questions. Yep. Uh, typically ask the author uh, why they do this. And there is really only one way to answer this question because it's a dumb question and I'll own it. Uh, instead, because I'm a bad bitch, I'm going to ask you <laughs> one of your reflection questions. And here we go. Okay, here, here we go. Here this we go, is here a reflection go. question on your book from your book. Uh, as you think about how you currently see the world, are there individuals or group against, uh, or groups against whom you have been antagonistic, hostile, and angry or divided? Even more, are there individuals or groups toward whom yeah. you have been hard-hearted, uncharitable, judgmental, or less than loving? What do you believe is the root of the of your feelings toward the individuals and groups? Yeah, I mean that's easy question. It's evangelicalism. It's yep. what I came out of, and. It's like, I, I honestly, God, I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> <Take> <laughs> your shalom and uh, shut up may yes. you perish in the fire. <laughs> I, I don't have, I mean like any other group in the world. I mean, I suppose, you know, I, I'm a, I'm against the KKK and all, all these other like fringe hate groups or whatever, but that's not you know, really the, what gets the, it up for you. The, the one that I most intimately know and I expect so much more from is the church and yeah. I think it's just been a, you know, from 2010 until now, I've, I've been working through that and yeah. I'm hopefully getting better at it. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I feel like there's all these are going to take long, long times, long times to answer. They're new topics. Read the book. It's full of excellent content. A lot of hot content. So going back to Matt's initial question, the answer is you can read it fast, but it's yeah. absolutely, it's meant to be read slowly. Yes. And that's why the questions are at the end because I really want people to reflect on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's just, there's just so much. I just, in the promo video, I say, read it once, read it twice, read it three times yeah, and yeah, then yeah. tell someone, you know, tell others about it. I think if there's any appeal that I have out of this is like, I mean, I, I'm small time. Yeah. I am not widely known. I don't have millions of followers. I look at, you know, in the same week that I released this book, that's uh, subtitled finding peace in the age of outrage. We have Glenn Beck, who's talking about um, addicted to outrage. We have another Christian book that's talking about Christians in the age of outrage. And so everybody knows that out outrage is what we're living within. Yeah. But Fuck the, Glenn Beck too. But the only, <laughs> the, you know, I actually I used to watch Glenn Beck. You know what? Jesus Christ. I, I tuned in this week because I knew he'd be talking about his book. And he said, he, quote, this teaches you how to fight. Mm -hmm. And he's talking to his audience. He said, how, to shit. how to fight back. Him writing a Fuck book that. about at, outrage is like and the so richest thing ever. He, he, here's, here's my appeal. <laughs> here's my appeal to the <laughs> listeners is that if you guys really want voices that are talking about a completely different way. Yeah. We are small change. You yeah. know, mm -hmm. the Steve Austin's of the world. Yeah. He, he's big, but he's not big. Yeah, maybe not. Right. He, he, I, I, Her? <laughs> you know, pr help, help these guys out. Help yeah. me out. Promote, yeah. you know, share our videos, share the books, read it and share it with other people. Tell other, because honestly, after this week, everybody, it's kind of like watching a movie when it comes out. Yeah a week and then it starts declining from that. Yeah. Like this is all we have. Yep. 
Buy the book. Yeah. And then share it with others and tell other people about it. And once you read it, like share quotes from it or share it with your friends. Or if you go to church, then share it with your church because they need it. Yep. The only way that this thing's going to continue on is if people talk about it. Do you know what I did today? I wrote a review on Amazon. I, I, just, I, also, I just did three seconds. I ago. also did, <laughs> yeah, wrote a review on Goodreads too. Yeah, listen to so. this. So Steve Austin wrote a review on Amazon and his line that he typically uses for this book is he says, the world, the world is crankier than ever. Well, in, in, in Amazon, he wrote this work is crankier than ever. <laughs> so I sent him a text and I'm like, dude, can you fix your Amazon your review? Work. I was like, I don't want people to think that this work is crankier than That's anything funny. I've ever written. So, yeah. So leave a review, all that, all that stuff matters. It makes a difference in Amazon getting visibility, uh, also on Twitter, retweet that shit, share everything. Yeah. Yep. So cool. Buy my book. Uh, what <laughs> is Brandon's the, book? The, what's the website? Tate uh, of the United States. Uh, you, can, you, you can find it anywhere. You can go to my Facebook, my author Facebook, my Twitter. You can go to beautyandtherecage.com. It'll direct you straight to my publisher's webpage about my book, which has sample chapters, bonus yeah. chapters, bonus content. Uh, it has all the uh, quotes from Richard Rohr. It has it from Hillary McBride. It has it from uh, Kurt Willems, who wrote the foreword for the book. I mean, everybody's like, yeah. all the all three, three of you guys, there, yeah. uh, Steve Austin, Sarah Dismore, yeah. who am I missing? <laughs> Carrie Umhow, who was on your show. I think I said to you, I had forgotten I wrote a, I was going to be in a blurb in that book. And I was like, it's like you don't even want to sell these goddamn <laughs> <laughs> Like you, the fact that you've got Richard Rohr and then like three people later, it's like Brad Polly. I'm like, are you fucking kidding I th- me? Brandon? I thought you guys would be good for like 10 books. Yeah. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Half a, I don't belong anywhere near <laughs> Richard Rohr. We can only commit to, any to way three or four. Or a half a dozen. Uh, I called you the taint that keeps America from shitting all over its balls. I'm on on there with with Richard Rohr. Keith Giles wrote one as well. I just thought of. Awesome. Well, everyone, buy his book. All the links are in the show notes, including the playlist, so you can listen to the music while he's uh, while while you're reading his sweet sweet tones. Yeah, we could have man, we could have talked for like hours and hours. There's so much more. Yep. So we'll do another episode. Am I muted? Yes, I did because someone kept getting Facebook messages. God Go ahead. damn it! Do your sound. I couldn't figure out what was going. No, it's fine. I just couldn't figure out what was going on. All right, oh, wrong song. All right, here we go. <laughs> there it is. Thanks, Brandon, for coming on the show. What? what? I need to restart my computer. This is like, a oh my god! It's a lot less contra con- confrontational than the last episode. <laughs> Are you going to actually promote this one and put your name on it? I suppose. <laughs> you fucker! I already have it named. It's fine. Well, I know what it is. The the, the title's called it's called the, the Taint, taint of Christ. The taint TM. Uh, uh, All right, feedback, bitches. What are you doing? Yes. Yeah, that's good stuff. Dude, this is the best song on the album, man. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty damn good. I know every single lyric to every single song on this album. I love it. Raining in Baltimore. It's pretty good. All right. I am not fucking goddamn it. I am not overly concerned. My friend implores me. 1993, yeah. Panama City, Spring <laughs> Break. <laughs> Puka necklace. Uh, Puka necklace. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me you didn't own a Puka shell necklace. You totally did. I had one of the hip necklaces with I a bead have. on it. Yeah. Oh, I had those. Yeah. I didn't have the Puka, but I did I didn't have, have a hemp. Puka either. I might have yeah. had a hemp one. With a, like yeah. the, the clothespin. Yeah, 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 yeah. God damn it. Yeah.
with my extra large T-shirt when I weighed 85 yeah, pounds. I know. Yeah, I Oh, jeez. Feedback. What are we? We, have, we don't five have stars, any five no stars. No five stars? <laughs> two, two weeks in a row. Boy, we've... Uh, we're really, we're really tearing it up out there. Brandon, we need your help. Bring some listeners to this podcast. I can't even get people to re- review share, my podcast. Share tweet it. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> yeah, everyone, come on. I'm very excited right now. To read your reviews. Help me, so. Jesus! Help me, Jewish God! Help me, Allah! <laughs> <laughs> you did find a use for it. I'm proud of you. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead and give us a five-star review after you review Brandon's yeah, book yeah, on yeah. Amazon. Uh, all right. Here we go. Hashtags? Let's yeah. do it. Right. Hashtags. No. Don't no. you have Twitter feedback? Twitter feedback. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Top Brad's s- like, I can't wait to get out of here. Top seven. God, I've not even been here for a month, and I know that's... Uh, number seven, Ruben Hood at Messier Hood. Uh, Ruby, Ruby Hoods. At Pastors Podcast, hashtag burnt green beans isn't a fucking thing. So, at I am Steve Austin totally earns his hashtag fuck you Steve Austin this week. <laughs> it's not a thing. I Googled it. Yeah. Nothing came up. And if nothing comes up on Google, that is clearly not a thing. clearly not a thing. <laughs> you yeah. need to go to the doctor. Yeah, seriously, something's wrong. Bro's got a UTI or something. <laughs> uh, number six uh, at Lounge Iguana. I don't say this lightly, but I think Pastor's podcast may have set a new high watermark for post credit shit show. <laughs> You're welcome. Hashtag Burnt Green Beans. Hashtag I Get on My Knees. Hashtag <laughs> Buy My Book. Buy My Book. Seriously, loved Foofy. Love Steve. Love you guys. It's what I need right now. Number five, Derek Blaylock at Derek A. Blaylock. Mookie's brother. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's a big belch, Brad. It was. God, man. That beer is uh, insanely good, though. It is really... It tastes like Fruity Pebble yeah. or something. It's, it's Heat crazy. Wave, Tropical Forward, Hazy Pebble. Man, Pale, bro. That is check. like the fruitiest... Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> I love the Pastors Podcast uh, when Brandon Andrus is in it. Hey! It's can't miss, especially how often they all trigger each other and then pout. <laughs> I'm not mad. You're mad. <laughs> Looking forward to this week's podcast. <laughs> no, they just suspend people, bitches. Yeah. Uh, that was a self-suspension, <laughs> goddammit. No, you, it was not. We suspended you from the podcast? Yes, you did. No, we, we did not. You, you wouldn't even talk about me. You Bullshit. wouldn't mention my hey, name. You, you said, motherfucker, don't. you asked to not be. And you oh. also didn't promote the uh, episode. So. So. I take it back. Don't buy his book. <laughs> number four. <laughs> Mother. <laughs> number, <laughs> number four, Michelle <laughs> N. White at egg number nine. At Pastor's Podcast, you might not jerk egg off while nine. you're having a stroke, but you might have a stroke while you're jerking off. There you go. The more you know. That's probably how I'm going to die. <laughs> With any luck. Yeah. I think that was like... My hand I either, want to die, I either want to die jerking off or die with my face in a bowl of like macaroni and cheese. I think that. I think, uh, that, three, I think the joke is that while jerking, jerking, off. jerking off is stroking. I think that's the joke. Okay. Number three, David Sloss <laughs> at Dave the Explorer at Pastor's Podcast, Epitode 138, supports my theory that the quality of the Foofy segment yes. is proportional to the magnitude of the train wreck that delivered it. Yeah. Hashtag burnt green beans. Hashtag Steve ought to see a urologist. <laughs> uh, number two, Reuben Hood at Reuben Hood. At Pastor's Podcast, I won't say that the last 20 minutes of 138 was a shit show, but I will say there were some peanuts and corn floating around in the bowl. <laughs> Hashtag burnt green beans. <laughs> oh gosh. And number one. Laurel. Laurel. Get a harumph out of that guy. You watch your ass. You didn't put you didn't leave that part in. No, oh. Number one, Shane Lancaster at SEAL Team 69 Bravo. 
at Pastors Podcast. I love Steve Austin so much. Now I smell hashtag burnt greens. Oh. <laughs> Oops. Nope. 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 Oh, God. <laughs> Did your internet go out, by the way? No. Okay. All right. Well, it's not working on my computer. Well, that's good. <laughs> and we're back. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> yep. So. We, uh, got through hashtags almost. And, and, uh, I realized it stopped recording, so let's uh, take two. Jerking off. Fuck me. And boy, do we have a wild show lined up for you tonight. You're not gonna you're gonna be shocked by these hashtags we've got for you. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, we had some great shit you just missed out on. Yeah, it's a shit show. But like a different kind of shit show. <laughs> this right. isn't the drunk Steve Austin That's shit show. Alright, so for the second time in a while, it's funny. American <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always to lift this back up. <laughs> Shut that off. Alright, here we go. Wow. For the second time and a lot less funny. You're listening to the airing of Dick Pounder's Group. <laughs> Season 1, Episode 1. Oh my god. Oh, Alright, Matt, what? What? Yeah. Alright. These aren't going to be nearly as funny, but uh, ramming, oh. hashtag ramming that little peanut in there. <laughs> I'm going to go with that one. Hashtag making love to a passion fruit on the beach. I'll make love to you. Hashtag come here, little girl. Ew. No, nope. no, nope. God nope. damn it. Jesus Christ. You couldn't have deleted that. <laughs> you didn't think after time. the first time we railroaded you. I think it's funnier the second time, Matt. I'm just trying, no. No. I'm just, I'm no, trying to recreate the show. <laughs> hashtag. Hashtag. Who's oh. got the cooge? Oh. <laughs> Who's got the cooge? Baby. <laughs> Oh, hashtag drunk Legolas. Hashtag with a little help. Wait, did I miss drunk Legolas? The first? What the yeah, fuck is did. that from? Um, uh, the the bo- guy. Your, story, your news story. The guy with the bone. Oh, arrow. that's right. <laughs> drunk Legolas. <laughs> hashtag with a little help from my friends. Oh, Jesus. Nope. Hashtag Stephen Baldwin in musical form. Mm. Hashtag Southern. <laughs> Hashtag Southern Gary Busey. Oh, hashtag Southern Gary Busey. Uh, hashtag I Steve snort, Austin. I snort that in my pee hole. <laughs> I still don't get it. Brandon, you can snort meth up your pee hole. If it's you about, haven't done it, you haven't lived. That's what I'm trying to tell you. For the third time, Brandon. You know what, guys? I don't have an anteater. <laughs> well, I think we can just stop hashtags right now. Don't have an Annie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm good with that. So <laughs> your your life is the poorer for it. Sometimes <laughs> I could grab an apple with mine. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, I use my lean on at work when my feet get tired. Oh, oh, oh. Um, oh. <laughs> hashtag Algonquin. <I'm> not- <laughs> <laughs> Next. Hashtag, hashtag piss burrito. Hashtag Brandon, Brandon walking around for three days naked yelling at people. <laughs> hashtag killed old yellow right at the beginning. <laughs> hashtag Brandon is the taint. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag if you cover yourself with a sheet, God can't see you. <laughs> Harry Potter style. I believe there was an anal reference on that. <laughs> Harry Potter style. <laughs> <laughs> the, old, the old invisibility cloak. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Protection oh, from man. God. <laughs> oh, the stains on the inside of that thing. <laughs> You can All see right. the stains, but nothing else. Hashtag, <laughs> I'm not done yet, bitch. <laughs> Hashtag Algonquin. Hashtag, get your palms relasered. Hashtag, Brandon keeps his country from shitting on its balls. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag, penetrate head first. And mushroom first. Oh, God. Mm. Hashtag Algonquin. Oh, uh, Hashtag, it's making my head really hot. Hashtag, <laughs> Brad and Michael, dirty old men. <laughs> Hashtag ramming that little peanut. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag he's running hot tonight. Hashtag smoking menthols. Hashtag my b-hole will be stretched. Oh, no. (laughs) Why do I not understand that reference? (laughs) It was from right before you guys eviscerated me into oblivion. Oh, that's right. Michael said, just stretch your beetle. <laughs> we'll be stretched. Yeah. Well, hashtag wrath of Kron. Uh, hashtag poor man's Brad. <laughs> that's my vote. Hashtag my I vote. read the internet. God damn it, no. <laughs> hashtag oh. disgruntled Coogee. <laughs> my personal favorite. Uh, hashtag Perul Patel is sick and tired. <laughs> Uh, hash- people peeing in my microwave. Uh, hashtag uh, warming up, warming up Coney dogs. God. <laughs> and hashtag don't at me on that. Man, Brad. All right. Rapid um, fire machine gun this shit. I've got uh, making my head very hot. Uh, hashtag ramming that little peanut in there. Hashtag I'd rather know it's coming. <laughs> hashtag cron. Hashtag like Viagra to my middle finger. (laughs) Hashtag can't tell if it's the beer or the Viagra. Or no, the anger. (laughs) (laughs) Can't tell if it's the beer or the anger. Hashtag bastards pub bukkake. Nope. It's a new subgroup. Uh, Hashtag he did Uranus. (laughs) Hashtag Matt stuck in traffic. Hashtag stop pissing in my microwave. <laughs> Hashtag ammoniated burrito. Hashtag Jenny Thomas. <laughs> Hashtag it's very thick. Oh, same. Hashtag, <laughs> Hashtag re-lasered palms. Hashtag I have it up. Hashtag I go fist first. No. No, man. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> <laughs> Nerpity nerp nerp. Can you feel it, baby? You got any, any other inappropriate ones in there? <laughs> uh, uh, hashtag may you perish in the fire. <laughs> oh man. Uh, oh, hashtag stop shitting all over your balls. <laughs> Hashtag oh butthole correspondence. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag I don't 
<laughs> I don't have an anteater. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? And then the hashtag, I can grab an apple with mine. <laughs> All right. Here's what I've got. Hashtag laser hair and... <laughs> Laser hair removal for palms. I got pros and crons. (laughs) (laughs) The wrath of cron. Pros and crons. (laughs) Poor man's Brad. Oh, man. Uh, The beer, the anger, or the Viagra. (laughs) Drunk Legolas. Oh, man. Just have Beatles. (laughs) Hashtag Beatles. (laughs) Hashtag, but, but B-E-A-T is capitalized. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Uh, hashtag penetrate head first. <laughs> hashtag Brandon is the taint. That was kind of grown on me a little bit. Penetrate fist uh, Hashtag pastor's drug test. <laughs> hashtag I don't have an anteater. Uh, and hashtag grab an apple. Oh, God. I, d- I don't have an anteater. Man, there's a lot it's, of good ones. It's kind of my favorite. Oh, man. That's pretty damn good. <laughs> man, right. I really like stop shitting all over your balls. Too. Well, we can't. We can't. Brandon's trying to sell a buck here. <laughs> yeah, because I don't have an anteater. It's a lot better. <laughs> Nobody knows what that means. I feel like they do. No, they don't. <laughs> Not within context. It's either got to be that or ramming that little penis. <laughs> I guess we could just do ram that little peanut. No, I am not on board with the little peanut. Oh, man. (laughs) I vote I don't have an anteater. Or uh, either that or uh, the poor man's Brad. (laughs) No. I'm vetoing that. That is my favorite one. I'm vetoing that. Legit. Nope. I feel like if he's vetoing it, we should totally do it. No, no, no. We're not having a pedo mat situation again. God damn it. (laughs) No, we can't let Pete no. happen again. No, no. he's the only one who ever brings. Yeah, it up. he is. Oh he really god. is. Oh god! Try to let it die. He won't let it die. All right, I'll do it. Let's do. I don't have an anteater. All right. If you've listened to this episode in its entirety, hit us up on social media with the hashtag. Hashtag. I don't have an anteater. Oh man! Brandon gets to heaven. Oh. My son, this is the work you've done in your Jesus. life. Jesus, how's that for BDE? I don't have an anteater. Uh, how's that for BDE? <laughs> uh, us up on this, on social media with the hashtag hashtag. I don't have an anteater. Oh, um, you know, yeah, you know the funny thing is, is that the first round that got cut off would have never had that one. I know. Yeah, it's oh, hilarious. God. Uh, the Lord was with us. <laughs> Well, it was his will. Who can be against us? He was there along, oh, along on the long side of us. Um, we're at Pastors Podcast. Yeah, I'm not on Twitter. At Fuck Brandon Twitter. Andrus. At Pauline named Brad. Yep. <laughs> at Pauline named Brad. That's it. At MJ Basinger. We're also on Facebook.com slash Pastors Podcast. Instagram, we're in Glorious Pastors. Closing time, subscribe, rate, review us on Apple Podcasts. Please, come on. Come on. You're listening. To, you just got... You just got anteater talk. Come on. What more can you ask for? You come here for the anteaters. Um, check out our website in gloriouspastors.com. Support for this podcast comes from listeners like you. Support us on Patreon to join the Pastors Pub. Get access to our spinoff podcast, so Pastors Community Church, Hymns of Reconstruction, Turd Talk, Pub Crawl, Special Music, Bias Around to even help shape the content of Might the show. Might be the worst song on Support that us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Pastors Podcast. What's your favorite song on that album? What? Oh yeah, yeah, that's probably mine too. Check out Twisted Sisters. 
on their podcast feed. That's why my first daughter's name is Anna. Is it really? Yep. Nice. Anytime I fucking play anything, you play some goddamn. We're ending the show. This is the end. It's been, I played this for 30 seconds. We made a promise at the beginning of this episode that we would come together at the end. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, Too late. All right. A minute. <laughs> I already did. Hey, take your shirt off. Let me see that. You mean that little peanut? <laughs> Only thinking about your anteater got me there. So. <sighs> <laughs> I'm jerking off right now. <laughs> Damn it, Michael. <laughs> That's odd. That is fucking awful. Brought to you by one damn minute. Jesus. <laughs>